Darren, we'd better turn around. Why? Because I've seen enough horror movies to know any weirdo wearing a mask is never friendly. We are the things that were and shall be again. What was that film you were watching? Death, death, death. Death, death, death. Part two. Oh, Lord. Fuck the front time, bitch! Yo, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Horror Flicks and Guitar Picks podcast. I'm your host, Tim Trashmouth Mills. And today's episode is the one and only tipper of the North Carolina hardcore band, Fever Strike. Now, your boy is fighting a super bad sore throat right now, so I'm not going to really get into any housekeeping or anything like that. Just make sure you go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. And if you like to support the podcast, you can do so by just sharing it around, rating it wherever you're listening, or you can sign up for the Patreon for only $2 a month. The link for that will be in the description. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and let's get into this week's episode. Actually, shout out to Matt from Wasted Radio. He's the one that shouted you guys out when, back when he was on, because uh, I'm I'm from North Carolina too, so he shouted you guys out for me to check you out. And yeah. um, so I've been kind of following you guys since and just waiting for a time where I try to keep a backlog, you know, far enough up so that way uh, if I have anybody drop, I don't, you know, I don't have to miss a week episode. So I've just been no, kind of waiting for, for like, you know, a gap in schedule to like hit you guys up. So it just happened to work perfectly. So Yeah, no, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, thanks. But we can dive into the uh, the podcast stuff. Usually, before I dive right into the horror, I do like to ask like like just a quick question about you know uh, current events with the band and stuff like that. So yeah. uh, you guys really spin back in 2021, and then you hit a bunch of shows and you know did a couple tours and stuff in uh, 2022. Uh, what's the plan for 2023? Uh, if you guys you know have any that you can talk about so far? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I can. I mean, it's not like we have any obligation to not to talk, but about stuff. But yeah. um, we have uh, a tour coming up uh, in March. Um, I don't know how much I can go into details about that, like who's a part of it and what we're doing. But we are doing a southeastern thing. I think we're covering uh, South Carolina, Georgia, and Florida, and then oh, yeah. North Carolina as well. I think it's going to be like like five or six days, maybe. So nothing crazy, but we're hitting some really good cities. And uh, if everything works out, be some pretty good bands and and whatnot. So that's okay. pretty much it. We do have a couple of new songs we're writing. I think the game plan is to release a uh, like a two or three song. Yeah. Um, this year we've been kind of milking spin for a little bit um those songs are actually a lot of those songs are actually written before the release but you know the pandemic and everything just postponed a lot of stuff so no doubt for sure no no uh that'd be you know i definitely don't blame you like sometimes it's like uh you know when you write something put it out it's like when you're just like uh when it's one of your first like big releases because if i'm not mistaken that was like your first like kind of full length everything else was any people before that uh, yeah that's correct yeah it's uh we had a five song before that and then uh we went back in and, and did spin and that is <laughs> nine or ten songs i yeah. can't even recall i think it's i think it's nine but i want to say ten. <laughs> oh, yeah. so yeah it's a full length regardless yeah yeah well i don't blame you for wanting to like push that for as long as you can you know like uh try to get it in front of as many people you know with like torn and actually playing shows and stuff like that so i definitely yeah. don't blame you and then it's uh i'm i'm with you you get that just to want to write something so like a good two or three song ep is something you could push out without having to like put stress on yourselves to write like another fucking nine song album you know right exactly. away so. it's kind of a tough predicament to be in because you have on one hand you have all these songs that you 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 recorded years ago or released or wrote years ago but when you're kind of a newer band like us, I mean, I say newer, but I think we've been around for about four years now. Yeah. Um, it's hard to just turn around when so many people don't know who you are 
to write a whole nother full length and then just scrap the other stuff when you're like, okay, we should just tour and we should play shows and we should just do some videos. And so it's a weird, it's for newer bands, especially I'm, I, I kind of feel the pain of you wrote this awesome album that you guys are proud of. And then it's like two years later, you feel like you should have something else out, but not many people probably know who you are as much as if you're on a more regional touring act per se. Yeah. No, I know exactly what you mean. It's uh, I mean, some it makes any sense. Yeah, no, definitely. Some bands get lucky and, you know, like their first EP gets picked up, uh, you know, triple B or something and they get put in front of a ton of people. But, you know, yeah. that's only if you're, you know, just happen to be right place, right time or, you know, get it in front of the right person. But uh, yeah. or or if you have somebody in your band that happens to play in terror on the weekends, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> exactly. No, but, that's uh, exactly how it is. I mean, yeah, it's you know, there's a lot of great bands out there that get picked up early and then they just hit the ground running for us. Also, though, you know, we're older. So, you know, we all have families and, you know, we're in our 30s. And so it's it's kind of tougher to do the triple B uh, 20 year olds going out, just grinding and, and working hard to get the music really known. It's kind of tougher on our end. So, yeah, um, kind of keeping at our own pace and doing a couple tours here and there. That's kind of what we're enjoying right now. Oh, yeah. No, and I definitely feel you coming from like uh, North Carolina. It's definitely not like like it's it's got a scene, you know what I mean. But it's definitely not like uh, like shows. You know, there's a lot of shows that pass over Virginia and North Carolina all together. Let alone uh, they'll go to Virginia and skip North Carolina. You know, so uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to Carolina's on. Carolina's are a hit or miss. Uh, we get some good stuff, and then we'll miss some shows that come through here. That I'm like, wow, it's crazy that that didn't come through here. That would have been, you know, I already know tons of people that would have went to that, but yeah. It, I know it's a marketing strategy. They have all the numbers. They pull the numbers. You know, these tour packages know what's up. So oh. I don't fault them. But yeah, you're right. We do miss on a lot of good stuff from time to time. No, I, uh, I was there was just a tour that uh, literally just got announced. I wish I could remember what it was off the top of my head, but they're skipping. It was skipping Virginia and North Carolina all together. And I was like, damn, that's a fucking bummer. Yeah. Like, yeah. Now, how far are you from Richmond? Uh, only about uh, three hours. I'm about to, uh, well, probably less than three hours, like anywhere from like two and a half to three, depending on traffic. It's about the same about where uh, y'all are from, like the Durham Raleigh area. Yeah, that's yeah. correct. Yeah, I'm in Durham. Most of us are in Durham. Uh, Scott's in uh, Raleigh and then Teddy is in uh, Kernersville. So. Oh, yeah. Now I'm about the same from there. So like sometimes I'll go to shows that like uh, or I'll go to Carver for shows, you know, like at Cat's Cradle. It's been a while since I've gone to one at Cat's Cradle, but like uh, yeah. I've gone to a few shows there. And then like uh, a lot of times I do go to Richmond when I go, but it's just such a hike. And then like, like I said, I work at the beach. So it's like that makes yeah. it, it even further drive. So getting off and going up there is just like out of the question. So no, I get that. I get that. Yeah, we got a, we got some pretty good venues around here. We're very fortunate on that one. I don't yeah. really know the I don't know the Outer Banks too terribly well in the music scene itself. I mean, I know that I was, oh, I was born and raised here. So I know the Outer Banks, like Kitty Hawk and Devil Hills and everything. But I don't know about the venues too much. Oh yeah, it's obsolete over here. There's absolutely nothing. I have to go to, like <laughs> I go to Virginia Beach for shows every now and then. Like uh, I'm trying to think of like the next good show that's coming to Virginia Beach. Like I think the yeah. next thing I saw was like Unwritten Law. It's not even like a heavy show, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or anything like uh, Man, hardcore, that's a but... band I haven't heard of in a long time. Uh, yeah. I think like the last good uh, like uh, you know, they're from North Carolina too. But D Block just came through Virginia Beach not too long ago, and then there's you know, there's like every now and then a good hardcore show that happens. But it's one of those things that uh, I feel like they're they're like they're promoted pretty well but like uh they always pop up like last minute and like they do I, yeah and a lot of them do get sucked up to richmond like the really good ones you know what i mean so it's a lot of the bands like that, that come through here i've already seen a couple times it's like social media the algorithm in that is so bizarre because it's one of those things where if you consistently like or follow hardcore bands or the music scene you think that would pop up more than diapers or something yeah. else you don't even have a kid you're like how's how are you supposed to have this algorithm that works but 
you know yeah uh funny enough um d block talking about d block uh one of the original members i don't i don't think he's he's he was the original drummer i think he has since uh left the band yeah um, he was in a north carolina band with our with fever strike our singer teddy um okay. called infiltrate they were like just a heavy uh i don't beat down i guess you would say like they came out with a five song it's pretty good uh, yeah take a listen it's teddy our vocals his other thing he was doing they're, they've since split up but yeah oh yeah now nah, like uh that was another thing about playing shows like because i used to play in a band i don't play in a band anymore but like i used to back in the days we'd have to go we'd have to come over to y'all's like area to play shows or greenville you know like uh tipsy teapot area like we played with the kong dudes every now and then back then and then, oh uh, yeah yeah um, man like, that's funny yeah scott our bass players in kong oh fuck yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah it's it's a small world in north carolina yeah, I didn't know any of them dudes that well, but Joe Hill, I know pretty well, like, because me and him are both uh, huge Colts fans. So, like, we talk about yep. that shit and yeah, we end up Joe's at his uh, apartment. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, Joe's a good friend of all of ours. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's awesome. Yeah, he, he, Joe is not currently doing anything, but um, I, because I just talked to him last week or two weeks ago to, at, at the show. Yeah. Uh, that we played at School Kids. And, but yeah, he's a phenomenal drummer. Yeah. Hell yeah. No, those are all good dudes, yeah. too. So, their energy yeah. was fucking crazy back then. So, which I mean, yeah. probably still is, but I just haven't seen them. Yeah, we played with them over the summer at Local Five Hundred Six. That was a really good show. Yeah, they they had okay. a great energy. They always do. I mean, they have two singers. How can you not? Yeah. Now I remember that being a thing back then. This is just like holy shit. Like, uh, like it's not a lot of bands that did it. You know, like of course you had like Despise Icon, like bigger bands doing it, but like a local band doing it and pulling it yeah. off. Yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, especially just in that straight, just hardcore vein style. It's you don't yeah. see it too often. No, hell yeah no, definitely but well hell yeah we can uh move on to the well real quick do you have any other like bands or anything you want to promote that you like uh play in or anything that, uh before we move on uh not currently i i am in another band uh it's a little bit of a hiatus uh it's a little bit more like 90s early 2000s uh rock but yeah that's currently just something side uh that 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 project's called quiet neighbors oh, yeah. um but yeah we've got about eight to nine so i don't read my my mind uh eight maybe eight songs or something we're thinking about going to the studio this year to do some recording but yeah. no at the at this time no i mean you know just uh fever strikes it primarily so oh yeah hopefully we'll catch you guys at a show soon like i said i haven't been out that way in a while for a show but uh definitely now that uh like it's really gotten far away from the pandemic and like yeah. uh I had a kid myself last year, you know, just speaking of like the baby thing, which is funny because like I never see baby shit and I do have a kid. So I know exactly what you mean. Like <laughs> I, I hear people complaining about it and I'm like, I don't see it. It's funny because like I've even looked up baby shit. So but uh, it's uh, but like now that my kids like turning two and get a little bit easier to handle and like um, my mom has cancer. So she was sick and now she's getting like uh, where her treatment's going to be easier on her so she can watch him more and stuff. So my plan yeah. is definitely to hit more shows this year. So. Uh, I'm definitely trying to make it out and catch one uh, one that you guys are on the bill for. Uh, yeah, for, let us know, man. I'll get you in. Yeah. Hell yeah, definitely. But we can move on to the horror movies. Uh, so usually my first question when it comes to that stuff is, uh, what was your relationship with the genre growing up? And did it change at all as you got older and became an adult? No, oh, that's a good one. Uh, so as I said earlier, I'm a little bit older. I'm in my late 30s. Oh, yeah. Um, So uh, being born in the 80s and then primarily being raised in the 90s, I feel like I kind of got lucky. Yeah. Uh, I just, I have, I, I just have a lot of love for the eighties and nineties, uh, movies in general. I think cinema at that time was just, was, was booming. You know, a lot of people had access to it. Now you had, you know, VHS, Showtime, HBO, a lot of that, that the media was getting onto TV, um, late night on USA. I don't know how old you are, but USA on Saturdays where it was like stay up late 2am, they would show like a, a movie, 
you know, um, like Gilbert Godfrey and shit like that. Yeah. yeah, it was just it was just like a time of like VHS and going to Blockbuster. I actually worked in the 90s. I worked at a, a VHS rental place oh. and uh, it was just that peak. Like everybody was going to the movies. I mean, I remember going to see Jurassic Park, you know, like I was that yeah. old enough to remember to go into the theaters to see Jurassic Park. And uh, I think that's kind of where it just started. My dad was also and is still a huge horror fan. Uh, he's really into paranormal. He's into aliens. He's just into a lot of that, you know, more sci-fi era stuff. So I grew up having Friday the 13th or Halloween or Nightmare, you know, kind of being around. Like it wasn't really, I guess, looked down per se to, to have like a horror movie on. Yeah. Um, obviously it was regulated to an extent. But that's kind of where it started. I just uh, I got sucked into movies at a very early age. Horror movies particularly caught my attention just because of the special effects. Yeah. Um, I was a big fan of just something that wasn't real. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm n- no offense to anybody that loves uh, good dramas, good war movies, anything like that. Like they're, they're, they have their place and I for sure love to enjoy it, like watch them and enjoy them from time to time. But there's something about when you're a kid and the horror movies come on and you see blood and guts or, you know, aliens in space or laser beams getting shot out of spaceships and all that so it's just it's it's your your kid and it's like your imagination just goes wild um and then the older i got the more i just started realizing that the entertainment value of it was more so not so much in the study of it i don't want to say like oh i studied it and but you realize that each director had their own style so you would look for that certain director and you're like oh i really liked his this film so i'm going to check this one out this was probably about high school that i really started getting into just kind of wanting to see what the next what the director was going to come out with next you know it's it's just so that's kind of where it started and now when i got older i went to college actually for special effects um so i went i went there for 3d uh studio max and maya i wanted to do special effects wanted to either be uh in the movie industry or the video game industry somewhere where i can kind of get in there i did mostly it was mostly computer animation though it wasn't um it wasn't like it wasn't actual like makeup art or anything which yeah now you know i see myself now going man being 18 and doing makeup would be super cool you know on a on a big film but so that's kind of where the transition was i just kind of grew up around it and i got sucked into film i mean mostly anybody who's in the horror films has that you just it clicked you know i don't really know too many people who are passionate like you and i and everybody else is probably listening to this um who probably for 20 years just didn't care about horror films yeah. And then one day they were just like, oh, yeah, this is fun. You know, I mean, it could happen for sure. And I'm, I'm, I guarantee there's people out there that's happened. But for the majority of us horror fanatics, it's kind of in our blood. We've been doing it for a long time. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Now, even me, like uh, I grew up like at first I was scared of them, but I still wanted to watch them because I wanted to be scared. And then like that, like like wanting to be scared and actually getting scared turned into just like wanting to watch these movies because like I love them and stuff. So I agree 100 percent. It's it's almost like uh like uh, when you watch a movie, like you said, it's like nothing against these like serious movies, like, you know, historical ones or just drama movies or whatever. But it's like when you watch a movie, you want something that's going to get a reaction out of you and take you out of it. So I think that's why a lot of horror fans also love like comedies and stuff, because it's like you get a reaction. It's like you're either scared or you're laughing your ass off. And comedy, I mean, horror a lot of times has both. So it's like, um, no, it's like a perfect example of like just actually like when you watch a movie, actually putting yourself in the movie. I mean, of course, there's big 
blockbuster films that are just great to see like on a big screen like fast and the furious is just dumb fun but it's like oh, definitely... huge fanatic of fast and furious right those movies are super fun but it's just yeah, not like the, it's just not the same as like uh like those are probably like you could probably get those closer to horror than like any drama movie just well not any drama movie but yeah just because of the fact that uh like it does get that reaction out of you it almost gets like that excitement like out of your seat type thing when they do something oh like... i agree fucking yeah, flat of a helicopter point. and shit but. yeah that's a good point though you know it's like i do remember being scared of these movies when i was growing up like i do remember thinking like oh man i can't go to sleep you know yeah. freddy's gonna come and get me but i don't know man yeah it just keeps sucking you in you just get it's just kind of it's a it's an adrenaline rush why do people jump out of planes not saying it's the yeah. same thing but like, why would you, you know, you just, I'm not going to a movie to, to, to cry and be upset. Like the world is already full of a lot of stuff. That's really upsetting. You know, it's like kind of want to take an hour and a half and just enjoy. So. Yeah. No, you're wrong. Every now and then a movie will definitely pull a tear in my eye that I really enjoy. Like everything everywhere all, all at once was great. And like, definitely the end of that had me like, uh, had like a happy tear in my eye for sure. But it's just, uh, it's, but it's I one of those. I need to see that. Oh, it's really good. It's, uh. I know. I definitely I, didn't see it. In, I just saw it like in uh, like December or whatever, because I was watching movies for like the end of the year, like countdown or whatever. And yeah. um, I wanted to see a few non-horror ones that really got hyped up and it lived up to the hype for me. So uh, I don't yeah. like them in it. So but it just uh, but it's just one of those things. And it's like uh, I definitely see like I definitely want to see those every now and then. But I'm with you. It's like when I'm sitting down and choosing a movie for the night, I'm not thinking thinking like, oh, what what can I watch to make myself just like weep fucking out of my face? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I want to watch something that's already fun. really sad. It's like I don't want to sit around and see like, you know, people dying and all this. It's like, come on, I'm good. You know, yeah. it's like romantic. I like romance. I am a rom-com fan. I will say that. Like, I am a sucker. I love Sleepless in Seattle. You know, uh, my wife's a huge wish or um, when you were sleeping or while you were sleeping. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Um, so there's, you know, I still have like love. I, I love cinema in general. I'm a huge, I'm a huge just movie fan. Yeah, same. I would say 80% of my love, though, is horror. So no, yeah. I definitely agree there for sure. That's probably about the same for me, because like my favorite film of all time is Back to the Future. But um, like if you were going to sit around talking about movies, I was gonna, like, I'd want to talk about horror movies. You know what I mean? Take yeah. Me. So Back to the Future is top. Look, I would probably say top five for me. Back to the Future is up okay. there. Yeah. Nice. Some of the action figures up there. Yeah, I'm a huge, oh, I'm yeah. a huge fan of uh I'm a huge fan of that. I think all three were great. They all own their place. I know a lot of people hate number two. I know that I know I know Zamikas hated it. You know, he was just kind of like, man, if I knew that we were going to be able to make a part two, I wouldn't have incorporated the girlfriend into the end, you know? Oh, yeah. So, no, definitely. Yeah. Back to the future. That's a good one, though. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. That's one thing I like about those is, like you said, it's all three. They're all three of, like, at least good enough quality to enjoy and stuff like that. And then, yeah. like, you can watch them as just one solid film. It's like they're actually all like they actually feel like part one, two, three, not like like the the part two and part. You know what I mean? Like part one. Part yeah, two, part they carry three, on like, sense, right like, as soon as the other one ends. Almost. It's yeah. almost like just like a TV show. If you were to watch it every Friday afternoon, you know. Hell yeah. No, definitely. But. Well, um, and speaking of uh, favorite movies of all time, uh, do you have any favorite horror movies of all time? And you can, you know, you can shout out like if you have a, you know, one that sits at the top spot. And then, of course, if you want to shout out some others that are just favorites. You're more oh, loaded gun. So I like to kind of break like certain horror films down for like what style they are, I guess. Yeah, I would say like sci fi. That's a tough one. I, I would. I. It's a toss up between Alien and The Thing, probably for me. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's that's just tough. I'm because like my favorite style of film would be like the Giallo style. I'm a huge Italian horror fan. 
Oh, yeah, um, I got Tenebrae like right out of the. Yeah, the Argento is probably my favorite director, second to Carpenter. So oh, I would yeah. probably I would probably do those two right there. But yeah, I would say, you know, I, I, I it's tough because Alien and the Thing are probably the, up there for the top for me. But they are different, you know. Alien doesn't have that action pack blowtorch. Uh, who done it? You know, almost like the Among Us. I always joke that the the game that everyone loves, Among Us. I was like, yeah, this is basically the thing, you know. Right. Just have like <laughs> an Antarctica patch on the game, pretty much. Yeah, it's just, it's it's one of those things where I love the Who Done It series in general. Um, Agatha Christie style is always fun, so it's cool to put that like into like a horror sci-fi genre about an like an alien species. Yeah. Um, but then you know, and that's on Earth. But then you have on the opposite spectrum, you have literally a spaceship in space no one can escape you have no real you've got these claustrophobic areas and then you don't really see what's killing people for the longest time you know where carpenter had clearly a species coming out of a dog you know whatever you see actual things happening yeah um, whereas an alien you don't really see it so it's like two kind of different ones i, I along the lines of like jaws you know i always thought jaws was amazing right? that was another big one for me as well um, yeah but yeah to answer your question i'd probably i would probably say the thing fuck yeah no I, I think i like the thing slightly more than alien myself as well but i really love alien to me it's always felt like a slasher in space or like even a giallo in space because like you said you don't see a lot of the kill until like the end and then it's revealed because the yeah. killer is or whatever but yeah I mean, it's like an it's like a space noir yeah <laughs> you know super yeah. dark you can't have the tv on but I, the thing is more rewatchable. So I guess that's where you would probably put it. Cause you know, it's a little bit more action packed has a little yeah. bit more going for it in that term, but theatrical wise alien in, in theaters is just, yeah, it's incredible. Now I was working at a theater for a while and, um, I was an assistant manager. So like I could go in there and watch Blu-rays on the theater and stuff like that. Yeah. And, uh, so I found out one of my assistants, my other assistants, uh, he his favorite horror movie of all time was alien and it was like he wasn't a huge horror fan but that was his favorite because his dad showed it to him and like so he just had like a connection to it so we actually uh watched that in the theater one night it was fucking which i actually watched the thing too just because uh i had to go up there for like some ac people one time and let them in so i was like i'm gonna take the thing and watch that while i wait for them to do their shit so uh now i gotta watch both of those in theater and i agree i think uh alien was a little bit better theatrical experience but the thing was definitely just like all that, you know, like when it shows like the very like at the beginning when it's like just like a Neo Morricone score like over the fucking just like straight yeah. white uh like Antarctica, it's just like it's so fucking yeah. bright and beautiful. It's just it's a tough film to watch because yeah. you know, first of all, I just don't want to see an animal get hurt. I typically stay away from any movies that involve animals get hurt. And the very intro is this poor dog being shot at from yeah. a helicopter. And, you know, you're just like, this is terrible. This is sad. Don't kill the dog. And then, you know, hopefully the people that listen to this, there's no spoilers. Or oh, it's over 40 years old now. So it's yeah, it's just, you know, and then the dogs end up, you know, dying. And well, he's, at that point, you don't know it. But later on, you find out that, you know, he's possessed essentially from an alien. Yeah. Um, and it's just it's just sad to watch that. But at the same time it's just like he just does so much to get you on your the edge of your feet between the dogs freaking out in their kennel um you know to them not trusting each other you know when they're pulling the gun on each other and they're locking each other in their different rooms and the whole scene where they're tapping the blood with the uh the burnt end of the wire to see if it you know if it reacts it's it's just so suspenseful and Carpenter just has a really good way. I, so Carpenter is probably one of my favorite directors. I just think he has a really good way of narrating via cinema. 
he's a great storyteller like obviously his screenplays and the, the acting that and the people he chooses is great but the cinema of which he does it like the way he does his camera angles and uh how he brings in certain aspects of a film they live is a great representation of just how ridiculous a movie can be but it makes sense yeah a 10 minute yeah. fight in the middle of an alley you know <laughs> it doesn't yeah, make any sense why that should ever happen it's like why are you not why is this not cut why is this a full reel you know but yeah um it's just he he's just a lot of fun you know and i think with the thing it's just from front to end it, it's just a great ride it's just a great ride and how you go from being inside of a nice warm like i don't know what you would want to call it, an antarctic base you know a, a science you know lab area going from this nice warm okay it's freaking cold outside i don't want to go outside then there's something inside you're like we got to go outside and then it it's dark it's pitch black it's like almost yeah. being in this you know, and it's like, well, what's more dangerous? Like, what would what would scare you more being inside of there or outside? You know, it's like both of them are, are just terrifying. Oh, yeah. Especially because it keeps like heightening the horror of like how truly alone they are, but how dark it gets. And so, you know, what I mean, like, yeah, even it's bright. It's still like slightly hopeful, you know, but like once it gets dark and there's yeah. nothing out there, it's like, oh, shit. But and nah, you don't no. know who it, is, who it is the whole time. Yeah. You know? Now, that's another cool thing is it's got so much rewatchability that you pick up details every time you watch it. Like, oh, like this is, you know, that might that must have been where, you know, Childs became the thing or like, you know, or whoever, you know, and uh, yep. stuff like that. But I do want to say that when I die at my funeral, they better play that 10 minute fight or I'm fucking coming back and haunting <laughs> whoever put my put on these glasses. No. Yeah. Oh, it's just awesome, man. I mean, he has just so many one liners too. even in the thing to Big Trouble Little China to escape to uh they live there's just he's got so many one-liners this is you can't you cannot you can't watch one of his films and not quote him you know yeah no so, i even really like uh christina's a really good one too yeah i, I yeah there's his 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 entire catalog is just good yeah. i know there's some people that don't like starman there's people that don't like uh ghost on mars there's people that don't like you know some of his films yeah, have, but, uh visible man or whatever yeah yeah visible man uh he's i like i like all his films even vampires you know i enjoy vampires yeah. so, but um yeah i think that would probably be it alien would be right there behind it rewatchability though the thing yeah hell yeah no i definitely agree with you on that one but tell me your favorites of all time and stuff like that Do you have some favorites uh like for from recent years and by recent i mean like you know like 10 to 15 years or uh, anything like that just because like you said you know horror's been around for so long and there's so many yeah. movies that come out per year and shit so yeah so uh i have been having a hard time finding like a like a film like just films in general lately that have really like captured and obviously it's like it's a product of like how when you're young and you've seen these movies when you're younger so you grew up with them and you really appreciate them more oh yeah um, definitely so it's like it's hard to have that connection with a lot of the newer movies but there are some really good ones that have stood out i've been really enjoying a lot of um kind of the newer stuff from a24 you know i think a lot of the stuff that they're doing is good you know one one film that i thought was really good that came out that, sh that surprised me was sinister just because of like kids killing their parents and it shot on old reel to reel. It was just, it just kind of like made you feel a little uneasy. Um, yeah. It follows was another one that really stuck with me um, just because I'm a huge fan of scores and going back to Giallo, going to Carpenter, if it follows had that score, you know, it had yeah. that underlining uh, score. It just also felt, it just felt like a classic. Um, yeah. I see you have X. I liked X a lot. I love Ty West. I think, Ty West is doing a lot of good stuff. Uh, I appreciate the fact that he's a movie, a horror geeks director. You know, yeah. you can tell he really does 
geek out on this stuff. I really liked Trick or Treat. I thought that was a the the anthology Trick or Treat. Um, Fuck yeah. I got Sam over there too. That's one of my favorite. I love that one. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was a that was awesome. Um, I'm a huge anthology fan. I was a big I growing up, Tales from the Crypt was one of my favorite TV shows. Yeah. Summer of 84. Did you see that? Fuck yeah. No, I really like that one too. It felt very yeah. 80s, and then like the ending was fucking like not yeah, a spoiler, it was, a, but it was like bleak. a serial killer next door. It reminded me of like uh Secret Window or Disturbia. Um yeah. You know, I have a, I like, I I like the whole it's in your neighborhood type of thing. It's it's kind of fun to have like, oh, there could be a serial killer next to you. You scream, obviously, like we were saying, growing up in the '90s for myself. And I see you got ghost faced and and whatnot. But um, for newer ones, oh, Hell House LLC. Hell yeah, that was a good. Did one. you ever see that? I'm not like a crazy uh found footage person. It's not like what I gravitate towards. I appreciate them and I like Paranormal Activity and. But Grave Encounters and Hell House LLC, I really enjoyed a lot. Um, yeah, uh, I returned to those two quite often myself. The sequels for Hell House were a little underwhelming, but the, the first one's yeah, I liked the first one because it was raw and it was actually it, it actually had parts that made me jump a little bit. The second one, I thought it was cool what they were doing with the whole story about the guy who lived there and had the cult and then hung himself and all that. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed that. Uh, Black Phone was the newest one that I've seen. I think I watched that like last month. I thought that was really good. Hell yeah. Uh, the same director as Sinister. So. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like movies that are, they incorporate like maybe ghost and supernatural stuff elements, even though it's like, it might be just an everyday film about, oh, this person next door. And then you're like, oh, he's been possessed. He's going around killing people. Hell yeah. Um, so those are probably... I mean, like I said, a lot of the A24 stuff. I like Midsommar. I liked uh, The Witch. I liked Hereditary. I enjoyed a lot of those. I can't really think off the top of my head anything that's um, super, super new. Uh, you know, all this stuff like Nope and Get Out. I enjoy those. Um, I think the acting and the directing is good. But it's like the stories have kind of been told already almost. Yeah. That's the only thing. So like those are good, but they're not the story wise. I was just like, OK, you know, I've seen Skeleton Key and some of the Are You Afraid of the Dark episodes. <laughs> but yeah i don't know if you got any recommendations let me know oh yeah no definitely uh it de kind of depends on well i guess since you like the supernatural stuff have you ever seen um we are still here with barbara crampton in it with uh where she it's like this older couple it's her and her husband move into this house and it's haunted and um, yeah that's the one where they're on the, the the is that the farm that's not the farm one is it where the the mom is dying which no, I think you're thinking of the Dark and the Wicked, where the dad's dying, and the um... that's what it is. That that's a new one that was really good that I enjoyed. Yeah. No, that was good. That was the same you're director. The, as the oh, Shakers. the one you're talking about. I've seen it, but uh the I've seen the the it's the one that's like a painting of like a house that's kind of going up like this, and it looks like it has like it's like red and green and stuff or whatever, and then the letters are like built into the house or something. Yeah, I think so. I've seen it like just scrolling through the streaming services we have. No, and then another one is uh, did you ever watch Ty West's uh, House of the Devil? Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, looking, yeah, yeah that's, that's a good one. one but. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. That's that is my favorite from Ty West. And then uh, I would say like I know nobody likes Innkeepers, but I love Innkeepers. Yeah, I don't think he's got a miss other than maybe Kevin Fever too. But he, even he doesn't claim that shit. So it's, yeah, <laughs> the Sacrament was great. X was great. Um, yeah, the House of the Devil. You know what? Yeah, newer films. If you say t 15 years, I'm pretty sure it's right on the 15 year mark at this point. House of the Devil's awesome. Oh yeah. So, I got yeah. one more uh, recommendation for you, and then we'll move on to the next question or whatever. But it's uh, have you ever heard of the movie called Piercing? No, no. It's, it's um the same. It's based on a novel by Ryu Murakami, which is the same guy that wrote the 
book audition which the movie audition was based off of yeah i know audition yeah and um so it stars uh the guy from uh did you watch possessor by chance possessor now Uh, well that's a fucking recommendation that was my favorite of 2019 but um which i can shoot you a little list but it's uh yeah shoot me a list it's hard for me to ke- keep up with a lot of the newer stuff. I'm I'm a sucker for just going back and watching a lot of older things. <laughs> but Possessor was directed by Brandon uh, Brandon Cronenberg, which is David Cronenberg's son, and its yes. body it's like per- it's like right up there with his dad's stuff. And then, uh, um, but Piercing stars the same guy, and I can't remember the girl that plays the oh Mia uh, Wazakowski um, is in it as well. And it's pretty much about this guy who like decides he's gonna go rent a hotel room and like kill a hooker. But he like is having like struggles with it and stuff. But it's very like uh, Italian, like giallo feeling, and it's got like uh, it even plays like some of the score that plays throughout it is from like Deep Red and Tenenbaum and stuff. So it like actually like uses giallo scores. It's, uh, it's really oh, interesting awesome. movie and stuff. So yeah, I I'll have to check it, it out because giallo is my state my favorite. Argento besides Carpenter is my favorite. So yeah. I'm gonna have to check that out. Yeah, I'm a huge Cronenberg fan as well. Um, I haven't really been keeping up with a lot of his son stuff, but obviously like. Everyone loves the fly and yeah. scanners and dead ringers and shivers is probably actually, I know everyone loves the fly and stuff, but shivers <laughs> is probably my favorite from him. <laughs> Fuck yeah. So bizarre. Just people living in a apartment complex having yeah. sex. <laughs> That's how I feel about, uh, I like uh rabid myself just cause how fuck like the shit comes out of her fucking armpit. I'm like, what the hell? Like, what's... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but... Yeah. I mean, he has, he's some, he's got some trippy rides, man. Video drone is really weird. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. But no, nah, and then uh, I definitely recommend Possessor and then uh, Cronenberg, Brandon Cronenberg's next movie actually drops on the 27th of this month, uh, which by the time the episode comes out, it already have dropped. But it's a uh, infinity pool. Uh, it's got uh, Alexander Skarsgård and Mia Goth in it. And it's pretty much it looks like it's about a, a high society somewhere like out in like a foreign country yeah. where um, like if you commit a crime, they're going to put you to death or whatever. But you can pay if you have a lot of money to have like a replica of yourself put to death instead so it's oh that's like, cool yeah, yeah i'm gonna have to check that out yeah i'm, I'm a scars he did really good in the northman i really enjoyed that film um, yeah i'll have to check that out yeah infinity pool cool good recommendations yeah that's the thing is i don't get to talk about horror films with too many people so a lot of the new stuff escapes me unless my wife and i are just scrolling through to stream something you know it's usually just we watch the trailer and if it looks half decent we just throw it on yeah hell yeah no, nah, no, nah. definitely feel free, you know, even, you know, after you've been on the podcast to reach out and, you know, chat about horror movies or like ask about, you know, recommendations and shit for sure. Heck yeah, I'll definitely do that. Oh, yeah. But uh, so pretty much uh, at the back half of the show, I like to ask a few hypothetical questions that kind of mix the music and movies and stuff like that. And uh, feel free to like take your time answering these. Like I said, I'll edit, I'll edit the episode and stuff down pretty much. Stuff, so. Yeah, um, yeah. so the first one is, is uh, if somebody approached you guys and I know you guys released a few music videos like a, a year ago from uh, the record Spin. Uh, if somebody approached you guys and wanted you guys to make a uh, a music video and it was a short uh, film version of one of your favorite horror movies just made into a music video featuring you guys, what horror movie would you choose and how would you do it for a music video? And you don't have to choose a song or anything like that. Some people try to, but I'm like, yeah, helps, but. I mean, oh, that's tough. I think I, I, we're too, we're, we're not dark and heavy enough to do anything that's like argento style but i would say something like an old school giallo slasher style okay. with crystal plumage or you know it's just um more of that detective 
base where you're you know you're going in and you're trying to find a serial killer and seeing what's going on and there's always a knife in the background that's slowly coming in <laughs> and then it disappears that i mean hypothetically speaking that's what would i would love to see as a music video is just bring back the old 70s italian style mix it with something new and upbeat but would it work i don't necessarily know if it would work out our mu- music is a little more upbeat but yeah, I think that would be super, that would be super rad. Just shoot it on an old 35, kind of have just old school blood techniques. Oh, yeah. um, just kind of keep it like a noir slasher. I would say probably Bird with a Crystal Plumage style would be really cool if we could put music to that and have like the whole where, uh, you know, where they're in the museum and she's like freaking out in the glass and is, you know, you could do a lot with that. You can have the band like yeah, there's like a lot of cool things you can do just with horror and music in general, obviously. You know? Yeah. Like scores for horror movies are just great. <laughs> that's 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 why they like you you see people picking up vinyl all the time or it's the score for, you know, for a horror movie more so than it's, you know, the notebook or whatever. Yeah. So, no, hell yeah. No, I just went and saw that. Answer the question. Was that kind of how you were anticipating the answer? Yeah, no, that works. Was I supposed uh... to pick like a film that would go with our music? No, I mean, that pretty much works like kind of yeah. like do like a nod to uh, Bird of the Crystal Plumage. I mean, and I mean, uh, yeah. like this is hypothetical. So, I mean, budget isn't an issue. So technically you could do something like that where you have like somebody trapped inside that glass and then it goes back and forth between them. And then you guys playing. Yeah. Like, inside the same and then they're thing. just like freaking out. Oh, you know, if we had the, if if funding allowed, it'd be super crazy to go on like the exorcist style where you just have a pos- like one of the members is possessed. Hell yeah. And everyone in the band is just kind of like, what the hell is going on with this guy? You know, and it's like, he's, I don't want to say anything super graphic, but you know, the crucifix (laughs) scene and stuff, they're doing that with like something. Yeah. Uh, You could throw a huge homage to the, to, to the exorcist or um, what is it? Sam Raimi's drag me to hell. Like just do something crazy like that. Yeah. I mean, if you want to go super wild, I thought, I think that would be cool. I think, yeah. I, now you, I never really thought about it, so now I'm like, man, I kind of want to go sit on the couch and think about this. <laughs> right now, the Exorcist. I'm gonna answer them. I'm gonna listen back to this and I'm like, man, I should have done like vampires, like the Lost Boys or something. You know, <laughs> we're all like driving around on our motorcycles in the '80s with like ponytails. You know, <laughs> when you're all be... just sweaty playing a fucking saxophone. Just yeah, <laughs> yeah. I will believe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. You know, Michael. Say, just keep the whole song just saying Michael the whole time. Right there, you go. Just uh, get the actress that played Star to come out and uh, be, do a cameo in the video. That'd be fun. Oh man, yeah. If money, if money was of no object, that would, yeah, that would be super fun. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think I would actually do Bird with Crystal Plumage now. If we're now we're going <laughs> stuff. I'm like now I'm like really starting to think. Yeah, Fever Strikes music, you know, it's just so like all over the place that it could be. It would be probably more fun to do something like Evil Dead, The Exorcist, Lost Boys, something that's a little bit more animated and action packed and fun. Yeah. Yeah. So I changed my answer. Oh yeah. Now you can always do like uh you know one of those videos where it's like a, a like you said a complete nod to The Exorcist where somebody comes and grabs all you guys and like hey so and so sick you know what I mean and y'all go or like hey something's wrong with so and so you know like in this room you all yeah. go in there and they're like laid up like the fuck yeah, they're, they're like on the ceiling like floating around or just vomits like steadily hitting yeah. like almost spewing up like the blood from a Nightmare on Elm Street just like hitting oh, the yeah. ones. or you know, like awesome what does yeah, this smell was, like and I, they're like coming across the your thing, face yeah the cool thing about nightmare on elm street was the fact that like not going off on a total tangent but just thinking about that scene you know nancy's the main actress in it and she doesn't actually really kickstart until 45 minutes into the movie they always make you see they always make you think that it's um tina 
Yeah, they always yeah. you think it's her. Like for the first 30 minutes of the film, you're like, she's the main actress. And then they just they exonate her. It's kind of like Drew Barrymore in Scream. You're like, I didn't yeah. see that coming. So that was another thing about that film that I feel like really elevates it in the, at the time is like the kills alone. Like I can think of two kills that just use like stunts that you like didn't see in movies like that back then. Like the the blood that we were just talking about coming out of the bed yeah. and then and then the Tina kill scene, like the way that they like had to rotate around the they room. They had to do shit. the whole room and stuff. Yeah. yeah, like both of those were just fucking crazy and like you had really cool kills in like friday 13th you know like the the guy doing the handstand and getting chopped in the nuts and stuff yeah. like that but like yeah just picking people up you know with an like it's like wow machete just picking them up or yeah yeah it's nightmare on elm street though you're right and you know they just Wes craven was just extremely creative when he did that he was just balls of the wall like yeah imagination station man just do whatever you want to do with that one. Oh yeah especially the whole ending where you think like oh everything's free and good to go and then the, that the the convertible closes up and then the house gets sucked in, you know? Yeah. No, and uh, ironically, Heather Langenkamp, who played Nancy, is now uh, does a special effects company with her husband. Like, that's what she does now. So it's like... Oh, really? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I didn't I, know that. I can't remember. Yeah. They just did a movie that came out this past year that was like a big, good horror movie, but I cannot remember what it was for life of me. But I wish... I think it might have been Smile that they did. I can't remember. Oh, yes. Sorry. That is a great new film that yeah. I saw. No, I agree. Um, yes, I saw that one like last week or the week before. Super surprising. It looked in the previews like, oh, what are they going for? Like this whole like grudge or, you know, uh, it, just something that's a little bit more Japanese based. You kind of have that like imagery of just like, oh, kind of bizarre, weird. And it, it shocked me. I was like, man, the story's really good. The, the, the special effects look great. And it wasn't too far off of what you've seen in the past. Like you weren't like, oh, this is just crazy, like different. But it felt familiar, but it also felt like it was, it was doing something a little new, which yeah. is very hard to do. Uh, Lights Out was another one. Now that we're kind of now I'm starting to think of some uh, Lights Out kind of did the same thing oh, uh, yeah. where I kind of felt like, oh, it's familiar, has like that familiar like, oh, I've seen this sort of before, but I'm not sure. But then you watch it. It's like, oh, OK, this is cool, though. You know, it's like it has a little bit of something new to it, to an old formula. Oh, yeah. No, I loved uh, both of those myself. And that's actually a good double feature because they both came from short, like they both gained popularity from short films. And then uh, yep. that's how they got like the budget to make their movies. And they both, yeah. and that's the thing is like, that doesn't always translate, especially if you make a short without it already being written to be a movie. You know, some people do that, but some people just write the short and then they're like, oh, fuck, now I got to come up with a whole hour and a half. So it's yeah. like, uh, ba like, the Babadook was similar to that. Yeah. Um, I like that movie, but yeah, there's th that one probably could have been just a, you know, it probably was a little too long. Yeah. But like uh, Lights Out and Smile both work really well. I like them both a ton. And I'm with you. I, I saw Smile after I made like, I, I just saw it like last week or two weeks ago myself, like after I made my top 10 list of the year. But if I'd saw it before, it definitely would have made my like top 10 horror films of the year. It was so fucking good. And like, I'm with you. It's It was more brutal. Like I, I went in expecting the same thing, like kind of like uh, how those American remakes of like the Japanese horror films felt like in the early 2000s, like The Ring, The Grudge, Pulse yeah. Even, When Miss Call, like all of those. And yeah, um, all of those are great. Yeah, and uh, so I feel, felt like it was going to be just like that as well, but I felt like the, some of the kills were more brutal than you got in any of those old films like that. And then also, like, uh, slight spoilers, because I'm not going to talk in depth about it, but the, the thing yeah. at the end, like, the design of it, is just yeah. fucking, that thing was unsettling to look at. And that's something that I miss in horror films, is, like, just make something that when you look at it, it scares you. Like, when you, yeah. like, it doesn't have to pop out. It doesn't have to jump out. When you actually see the thing, it's scary looking. Like, it's easy yeah. to, like, how many times do you see a mask on Facebook? Like, how many times do you roll, scroll through Instagram or something and just see, like, a mask that a special effects, I mean, probably more, 
me than and you did other people because like we're horror fans and stuff but like you see a mask that somebody made and you're like oh fuck like if i saw that in my my closet i would cry you know what i mean but yeah it's like uh like just do the that whole old school like jump scares is something that i feel like a lot of people are missing now and i do i do love that it had a really sinister feel to it the whole time like yeah just doing that just smiling you know and it's and, it, and i mean obviously we know why they're smiling now yeah. but going back and now i have to rewatch it because it's like okay now i know why you know they're smiling and yeah it's great no i definitely agree for sure and lights out's definitely one that uh i feel like she got a little bit more love too so lights out creeps me out uh when he yeah. was in when he was in the office late at night and then they had all the mannequins and stuff that oh whole, yeah <laughs> that whole scene i was just like yeah this is this is this is old school technique you know, yeah. it's nothing coming running at you. There's no, it's just the lights are going on and off and there's mannequins. Anytime you have mannequins or dolls, I'm, count me out, man. Yeah. Like you got, I, you got dolls and Sam and Pennywise and all that back there. I'm like, I can't do that. Like I can't have, I can't <laughs> have dolls. I can't have, you know, Chucky. I can't do any of that stuff. I, 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 there's a boundary for me. Creepy dolls just and mannequins. Just, uh-uh. Hey, yeah. no. Yeah, my wife won't let me have a Chucky. Honestly, I'd probably rather have a um, Slappy from Goosebumps before I'd have uh, Chucky just because Slappy fucking rules. But Slappy would scare me too. Yeah, Goosebumps, yeah I mean, 90s again. I grew up on Goosebumps, like Tales from the Crypt. Yeah. Uh, are You Afraid of the Dark? You know, they're redoing all the Are You Afraid of the Dark stuff now. And those are great. If you haven't seen those, it's awesome. They're kind of keeping that whole teenage horror, which, you know, there's a time and place for that for sure, you know? Fuck yeah. No, actually, uh, check that out for sure. I've been rewatching the old ones on Paramount Plus because they're up there. So I'm like, fuck yeah, why not? But Mira, uh, yeah, we're rewatching on the Paramount Plus as well. It's funny you said that. That's what uh, currently my wife and I are doing because they're they're like 20 minutes long. You know, if you're if you're wanting to watch something, a couple episodes and just be done with it. It's like, there you go. You don't have to put on a whole TV show or, you know, get get too in depth into something. No, I agree 100. That's kind of actually why I like Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. That movie they did, because even though it didn't really like feel too much like the books made me feel back in the day, like I would like a real scary R-rated one. Like the books yeah. really scared me as a kid, but uh, it was cool to see something like that. That was kind of like a a good gateway drug for you know like younger kids to kind of get into horror. And some of the parts were genuinely creepy. You know what I mean? So yeah, I mean now that you have your your own kid here, uh, you know you got to fight for kids yeah. to have their own entertainment. You know I don't I don't. I don't know. I mean, I'm like I said, I'm in my late thirties. I don't know if there's like a goosebumps or if there's an Are You Afraid of the Dark or scary stuff like you know things that kids can relate to. I feel like nowadays with the internet, at least you're lucky. Like it's easy enough to show them like what's real and fake. Where back in the day, it's like you had to yeah. dig out a magazine or like go into some special <laughs> features and hope they had a feature. Like yeah. that's even once DVDs came out, you know. But I remember watching like Faces of Death and stuff like that. This yeah. is like, is this real? I heard this was real. You know, <laughs> yeah. like what is going on? You know, if you show them the fly or whatever, like, you know, something a little bit less like scary than that, like Friday the 13th, you can go and show them Tom Savini behind the scenes spraying blood on people. And yeah, you know, like, so uh, you can kind of like help that stuff, you know, when they get a little older. Exactly. But I'm, when they're younger, though, it is hard to find stuff like you almost got to just go with the like show them your old stuff, like, you know, the start with like the cartoons and stuff like uh, Coraline and Nightmare Before Christmas yeah. and Scooby Doo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Scooby Doo. Oh, yeah. You, yeah. you got you to start with like, you got to start with the good stuff, you know, get them yeah. grounded. Curse the Cowardly Dog. Yeah. Ground, ground them. <laughs> now he's already watching uh, Scooby and a little bit of Courage the Cowardly Dog. So I'll keep him on. Yeah. <laughs> Return the slab. Yeah, Courage is, Courage is batshit crazy, man. Like that and Ren and Stimpy and all that. I'd look at some of the stuff that I like, I watched when I, when I was a kid. I'm like, how the heck 
like yeah. beavers and butthead your cow and chick is my shit fucking yeah cow, like it's just like dang ed, ed and eddie it's like man i was like <laughs> it's like like 10 yeah beavers um, and butthead is another awesome. one i've been watching oh yeah. yeah but so uh my second to last question so pretty much i have one more hypothetical question and then i have one question that i like to ask all my guests to end the show but uh my last hypothetical question is uh if you were asked to score a horror movie is that something that you'd ever be interested in doing and uh of course this isn't an option usually given to the person scoring the horror movie but uh what kind of subgenre would you want to do would you want to do like a sci-fi alien one to kind of play with that genre or would you want to do more like a slasher or like zombie film or something like that yeah uh first part question yes a hundred percent uh I think the older I get, the more I kind of want to start dabbling into um, more solo stuff, things where I can just be on my computer. I hang out with some uh, some of my friends. Uh, they do electronic stuff. They do okay. noise and electronic. It's very solo. You know, you don't need the band. You not saying I don't need those guys, but sometimes you're 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 conflicted with time restraints and and getting together, writing music, and obviously you've got four other people that you're working with, but yeah you know funny enough this since i've been hanging out with some friends who do make more solo i guess you want to call it um yeah. electronic uh noise stuff uh music um i've been kind of wanting to dabble into that a little bit and i do have friends who um uh dabble into filmmaking and okay. So, yeah, I mean, the idea of hanging out with some friends and directing a score or coming up with some sort of uh, feeling when somebody enters the room. Yeah. I'm more of a fan of like is it editing and, and score than the cinematography does get to me and the acting gets to me. But I really love just like the feeling of of what a music and a low light can do, you know, Hell so. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, doing a score to a film would be great. Subgenre for kind of the music that I enjoy, oh, that'd be tough. Because, you know, being a huge Argento fan, you would think Goblin, but I probably would stay away from more of that. I would probably do more Carpenter style stuff. Yeah. Um, so I would probably, I would probably honestly, like, if I was to do a subgenre, probably sci-fi i feel like sci-fi you can go really weird with it i know horror you can go really weird with it but sometimes when you're trying to really make a scene work to scare someone you know you can take it away with some of the music but i think with sci-fi just having that droney music in the background of yeah. being so dead space i'm a huge video game fan as well oh, yes. <laughs> but dead space is one of my favorite video games and uh it's just that you know it's like the the score for that's so good the music is just it's just there it's you know it's this ambiguity of just like what is this what where is this noise coming from is it part of the ship is it part of these you know the actual just music itself or so i think it would be cool to do something in space i've always been a huge fan of um space in general aliens and space is probably my favorite style of uh film itself that second to probably vampires but yeah i think it would be cool to do something where you've just got like a, a lone spaceship you know and shit hits the fan hell yeah <laughs> You can do some fun stuff. Plus, I'm not, I, I play guitar. That's all I play. I don't play keyboards or anything. So I'm trying to think of like how you can incorporate, you know, like if I had to do one note keys and they're just like long, drawn out with maybe a little bit of like a, like, you know, vibrato or something in there. Yeah. I think that's kind of what, what would you do? Like, what, what do you think you would score? Uh, honestly, don't, I think I'd want to do something kind of like, uh, like insidious or, Mm -hmm. uh like supernatural but i want it to be like modern and i'd want it to be kind of more focused on like 
like slow like a slow haunting house like moving around the house a lot and like uh like kind of you said like a lot of creeping and stuff you know what i mean kind of like yeah where the... those are the those are the best that just the, the the ambience of just having that are you a fan of like conjuring then and uh insidious and, and those those films i know those were a huge breakthrough for horror again yeah revitalizing the horror genre or could be mistaken on saying that but i feel like that was a great leap because you had the ring and you had the grudge and then there was like a lull for a little bit in like horror. And then I, and that, that was probably also around the time when like paranormal activity, there was like a cool jump start. but I feel like the conjuring and insidious and, and uh, sinister and all those came out at a time and kind of, what was that 10 years ago, maybe at this point, I don't even know, man, <laughs> like yeah. COVID was three years or something. It's like crap. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's a great pick. Like haunted houses in general would be super fun to write for. Yeah. Now, like one of my favorite uh, scores is the Changeling, you know, with George C. Scott and shit like that. But mm -hmm. um, not but, the uh, remake, right? <laughs> no, no, I didn't even actually watch the remake. I never knew that there was like a real remake. I always knew about like uh, I knew there was a movie called The Changeling, but I didn't know if it was a remake or not. The Angel it's Angel not Angel a remake. Movie. I just joke. It's oh, okay. <laughs> I've not seen it, but I'm pretty sure it's not a remake. I'm pretty sure they use the same name, but it's like I, I could be mistaken. I, I don't but I don't think it's a remake, but it is. It does have like the same name. Yeah, I think it's because it's based on the same thing, which a changeling is pretty much somebody who like yeah they switched uh, the child out. Yeah, so it's like the same concept in a way, but like dealt with in two different ways for sure. <laughs> but yeah, I think the I think the the new one isn't really isn't it like not supposed to be a horror or scary? It's supposed to be more drama based. I could be. Yeah, I think I, she like I, actually you know, steals a baby or something like that or something like that. Oh or, yeah, it's yeah, Angelina Jolie. Uh, it's it's Nicole Kidman, right? No, I thought it was Angelina Jolie or Angelina Jolie. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to have to go look that one up. I'm going to have to see if it is similar to the old one. Because the old one was great. The original is good. I just never paid any attention to it. Because I, I I was think I was told or I thought that it wasn't the same. So I was yeah. like... And I agree. But uh, I do want to say I, I agree with you about Insidious and... um. Conjuring definitely being like a new wave of horror because at that point, like, uh, I think paranormal activity was probably the only kind of like paranormal shit we were getting, and that was more like a like that was more looked at as found footage, it wasn't looked at as like supernatural movies. So, I feel like with Insidious and Conjuring kind of brought in this new wave of like supernatural horror movies that kind of felt like you know, like the Conjuring felt like it was bringing back old school horror movies and Insidious, uh, like old school supernatural horror movies, and Insidious kind of seemed like it was paving the way for like just like a modern take on it and it, like they both yeah. worked in a good way like because like the yeah. conjuring i feel like is what kind of led to like sinister and which is crazy because i think house of the devil came before all of those but it just didn't get the hype that those got so it i was think like, you're right i i was more so suggesting that the um those movies kind of got the mainstream you know they yeah, got yeah that's what I was, yeah it didn't yeah get the like they got all. the blockbuster yeah. they got people hyped again because i remember when scream and i know what you did last summer came out i, w I went to those when i was in school and uh house on haunted hill do you like do you like i'm a sucker for late 90s early 2000s remakes like, yeah, like uh, 13 ghosts and 13 ghosts house yes. of, house of wax uh house of the devil or not house of the devil house on haunted hill the haunting uh, fucking <laughs> shitty cgi yeah i don't i think it's just because i was in high school and so those really those were like paramount for me those are like that's it this is like great the horror genre is coming back again but yeah, uh, talking about the changeling, I don't know why I'm going off on this really quick, but are you a fan of uh, of uh, Rosemary's Baby, talking about babies and stuff? Yeah, I've actually only seen that like one solid time. Other than that, I've only seen it in pieces, but I really enjoy it. I feel like it's a pretty good movie, but it's always one of those that I kind of always knew what to expect when I was going to see it and then finally saw it. And it was just like, oh, that's what I expected. Yeah, so it was like, it, it I love Rosemary's Baby. It, it's, yeah. you know, I it's not something I fall in the, in the, to, to, to probably the, 
slot of that's my genre that's the genre i go to yeah. but um you know the occult and devil and possession and all that is is interesting when it's not the exorcist where it's like wow we had you know this possession happened but it's like a, a huge backstory of like an occult that did it you know these people it's like rosemary's baby is just one of those that's very interesting like devil's uh devil's advocate i always thought was interesting oh, yeah. uh, ninth gate the uh, there's so many good movies out there it's like i don't know how you do this podcast i would just be like man i I could just talk about so many different films over time. Like I love like nineties, like horror comedies, like tremors. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just, I love, you know, I, I predator. I love action horror. Well, I wouldn't say predator. Yeah. Predator is probably action horror. Yeah, um, definitely. He chops the motherfuckers just, up. There's like so much stuff that you can just talk about forever. You know, we're not even touching on probably arguably some of the best films like the shining and yeah, jaws and, all the classic three Texas chainsaw and Halloween. It's like, man, it's just like, you could just go on forever. There's a lot of times where people will get off the show and they're like, oh, I forgot so many shit that I wanted to say. And I'm like, Hey, come back on. And like, like uh, yeah. people, people are always welcome. Come back on. And uh, I tell like, when I have people back on, they're always welcome to do like uh, a top five of like their favorite, like top five of anything. Like they can pick. It could be from the year they were born, like a random yeah. year. Like that genre. would be solid. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, uh, yeah. You, you know, not to tell you how to do your, by any means, but no, suggestions cool are, if you got a bunch of like random musicians that we didn't know each other and we were all horror fanatics and we all come together and it's like a two hour session where we just all like geek out where it's more so we just like kind of like vibe off of each other. Where it's like one person starts like, okay, favorite, you know, I'm just going to keep using Carpenter because it's what kind of we've been talking about, but favorite Carpenter flick, you know, and it's like Christine yeah. or, you know, the whatever escape you know big trouble little china and it's just like we go off of that and then from those you can even do it like what's similar to like big trouble little china and then you'd be like well i think it's in the same universe as the golden child you know yeah <laughs> oh, yeah. like, there's so many things you can just talk about with just like horror and cinema and you get a bunch of i don't get to talk about films with anybody we actually uh i do want to do a quick shout out there there's a local theater here called uh carolina theater oh yeah and they do retro every friday night and if you can get away from the baby and uh, and you want to come out to Durham uh, Friday nights, you should look into this. They do what they call a double feature retro. They show back-to-back -back movies that are retro, really good films typically. Well, when I say typically, they're always good films. It's just kind of what you like. Yeah. Uh, it's $9 for a Grindhouse feature oh, with yeah. a 15-minute like intermission. It's awesome. So we sponsor it. Actually, my wife and I sponsor a couple of films and definitely check it out it, it, they are keeping the horror movie genre alive they do splatter flicks every year where they do a whole week of just uh horror movies yeah um, a lot of times the double features are horror films um they do full-fledged uh godzilla weeks they do anime weeks it's it's incredible but um oh, yeah. I, I know a lot of people know about like alamo and stuff but this is uh this is just it's ran by a gentleman named uh jim and uh He's just awesome. He's been doing it for, I think, 20 years. And he just does all of their feature films. And it's I've seen some incredible films. Like, I've seen Stalker with Solaris. I'm pretty sure that was a back-to-back -back feature, which was, like, four hours long oh, yeah. or something like that. It was incredible. Um, I've, seen, I've seen most of the movies from the 70s to the 90s that I have maybe missed or they didn't reshow them in theaters. I got I was able to see because of that. So if you ever can get a chance to get to Durham or you find yourself in the Triangle for a show on a Saturday, get here a day early, check out Carolina Theater, do the retro. It's awesome. It's incredible.
Oh yeah, now definitely look at the calendar and you know maybe see if there's a double feature coming up that uh really hits on like my notes of stuff that I like and stuff like that, and then uh you know just yeah take the days off and come out there for it because why not you know fuck it double you, feature. Uh, talking about North Carolina and horror, there is a company called the Holy Mountain um, yeah. Printing. I said yeah. the Holy Mountain as if it's the movie. Uh, <laughs> printing, and they do like a lot of band t-shirts. So this is this is like bands and horror movies. It's great. They do like tons of merch for big bands, especially metal bands and hardcore bands. Um, but then they also do t-shirts for horror movies, but they sponsor a lot of retro stuff too. So they're there a lot of times as well. And we get free t-shirts and they'll right. hand out stuff. There's a lot of vendors there and whatnot, but yeah, just support more North Carolina horror. You know, I know you're North Carolina, we're North Carolina. Uh, Holy Mountain Printing is great. Check them out. So yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I actually reached out to them back when I was like first starting and just kind of like because, you know, when you're first starting, you're just trying to spread the word. So I was like, hey, you guys seem like you might be interested in this podcast. Check it out. You know, what I mean? <laughs> you need to get you really should fight to have at least one or two of them on. I guarantee oh, yeah. you that they would. They're probably an encyclopedia. That's the thing. Most people who are encyclopedias and movies who have 500, 700 movies that have seen them all. It's like you forget, like you said, people will get off of here and be like, I should have talked about that. What was I thinking? You know, like. I didn't think to talk about this film and whatnot, but yeah. it is what it is, you know? Oh, yeah. And then I kind of, uh, two things I did want to comment on real quick that uh, you mentioned was uh, the I like the roundtable idea. We did kind of do like, a uh, which I'm actually doing another one for Scream in March, but we did a Halloween franchise panel back like a couple years ago when Halloween Kills came out. It was uh, me, Travis from Eternal Sleep, Tank from Rotting Out, Dang. Uh, Strains of Horror, who does like a lot of photography and stuff like that. Uh that's right. It was Ray from uh, End It was with us as well. I think we might have had somebody else. Yeah, but we played. Uh, yeah, we played with um, End It. Did we play with Rotting Out too? I forget. We played Greensboro. And I want to say that maybe Rotting Out was on that as well. End It is so good. I'm so yeah. glad they're getting hyped right now. They are awesome people as well. Yeah, that's great. Oh, uh, Michael Myers House in Hillsborough, North Carolina. He re yeah. replicated the Michael Myers House to the T. It's literally like Michael Myers's house. <laughs> oh yeah. Now I went to one of his uh, onset cinemas that he, he does. Uh, uh, he did the one for I know what you did last summer at the yes. Yeah, I went out to that one this past. Yeah, summer. he did the one for Turtles, and I got tickets, but I got the date wrong. It was the week after. Oh, and fuck. Yeah, I was like, oh, it's this week, not next week. My bad. Yeah, they were going to April O'Neil's farmhouse. Yeah. So, yeah no, he's doing do one for the lost boys he just posted he's doing one for the lost boys yeah no he's doing uh and then he's doing one in carolina for silver bullet i think i'm gonna try to go to that one oh like that a, would be awesome yeah it's yeah. um it's like uh talking about, talking about bullet did you see bullet train no i actually was telling somebody today that i need to watch that you so i'll probably, have I'll, to see that i'll probably actually i might actually watch that tonight because i know when i got off of here my wife was talking about going to bed and i was like well i'm watching a movie because i'm off tomorrow so. bullet train is great uh it yeah, it, I'm, yeah, it's just great. The character development, the characters, and the flashbacks, and how they—it kind of reminds me of like Wes Anderson, sort of, but not. It's not like it's action packed. It's not like his style. Yeah, but yeah, it's fun. That's a new film that I just watched. I thought it was pretty good. Okay, and then the only other comment I want to make is uh, just—it's kind of going way back, but I just remembered it. But uh, I, the one part we were talking about scores and stuff like that. One thing that I really like nowadays is that people incorporate like parts of the film like dialogue and the scores and stuff like i really like uh and smile when they're singing happy birthday and it like starts carrying out and just becomes like this really drawn out note kind of same yeah. thing that happens in like midsummer where it sounds like the the horn of the car and it really ends up being like just this long drawn out note as it shows that her like family's been uh yeah. suffocated to death pretty much but yeah that uh yeah that that's that i i, I haven't picked up on anything recently i can't even think of anything that really does that but I'm going to have to look out for that now. The stuff that incorporates like what's going on. I mean, the only thing I think of is like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, where they're singing one view. 
Yeah. Three or four. Better lock your door. I don't know. I have five, six. Grab your crucifix. That's cool. You know, it's like it's kind of in the movie, sort of, and it's the song. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to watch Midsummer and pick up on the horn part. That movie, oh my gosh. <laughs> it got so much hate. I was like, I don't know, man. I just it's either I'm just I'm a huge fan of Wicker Man. So I was just like, ah, oh, if it's just like I I don't know. That's kind of scary to me. Like, yeah, <laughs> we're going abroad this year, and it's just like <laughs> don't I don't want to go hang out with somebody and have a beer, and they're like, hey, come back to my house. And it's like, ah, oh, I don't know. I've seen too many movies, my friend. Right. Dude, come... I've seen Wolf Creek. I don't need to, you know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's okay. like, yeah, that's the thing. Horror movies. That's the, that's the end, man. At the end of the day, horror movies probably make you more cautious about real life, potential real life stuff. Yeah. No, definitely. For sure. That's fucking, that's the one good thing is like, you know, the red flags and you know, like when you see horror movies, you know how to either avoid them or how to handle them type thing. It's like. Yeah, exactly. But, exactly. But... But nah, one thing I do want to mention, and then I'll ask the final question and stuff like that, which, of course, like I said, you're always down to come back on in the future, especially if you guys got some new music you want to promote and stuff like that, or just, you know, just to come back on, but uh, yeah, do like a top absolutely. five or whatever, but, or if I do, like, like I said, if I do a round table or whatever, I'll definitely hit you up for it, but, um, or, uh, hey, if you're a fan of the Scream franchise, you're more welcome to join us for that panel as well. Huge fan of the Scream franchise. It's, uh, it, it's not mine, but it is my wife's favorite. Well, I would say, I'm not going to, she's not here to, to say that, but. Yeah. I'm pretty sure if she was to pick, it would probably be Scream and Rosemary's Baby would probably be it between the two. Oh yeah. No, my favorite horror film is Scream and Seconds Nightmare on Elm Street. So yeah. That sounds like uh, Yeah, you're you got good taste. I, I you know, everyone wants to be like, oh, I saw this crazy ass low budget horror film like this. Yes. I mean, we've all been there. We've probably dipped into some weird films from time to time, but at the end of the day, you know, the 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 classics of the Halloween, the Friday, the 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 Texas, the nightmare, and then the newer stuff that has the franchise like that, like Scream, to me, Scream is, it really flipped the genre up on its head. I mean, literally yeah. being your fellow classmates are the actual killer. There was no, there was no uh, monster. Well, I guess you can call them a monster, but there was no like alien. There was no supernatural element to it. It was just a bunch of people like you and I, this is going to sound bad, who were obsessed with horror films. Yeah. It's almost like a giallo too, almost like in the way of yeah. like the leather gloves and always using a knife and like a big yep. knife, like, and then yeah. like, uh, I don't know if you've ever seen uh, Sergio Martino's torso, but that's oh, like, yeah. um, that's a giallo and it's fucking a guy in a hockey mask. I mean, a, a ski mask. So I'm like, it's, what's the difference between that and Ghostface? So no, I'm like, absolutely. Yeah, I, I feel I, like it's pretty giallo-ish, but I mean, yeah, I, it's it, definitely a slasher, but you know what I mean? Like it can be. A well, giallo. I, yeah. I mean, you can argue that, I mean, giallo is a slap i mean yeah yeah because people say like suspiria but they say like oh that's giallo where it's like well technically it would be more deep red or crystal plumage you know yeah or cat of nine tails or you know don't torture a duckling you know uh, that's my favorite uh fulci film that i've seen, yeah, I haven't seen a all great job on that one yeah. man i saw that so i saw that in carolina theater um they showed that on the big screen and what you know, when you watch movies like that at your house, you're like, okay, this is a great film. I love this is a popcorn film. This is provo provocative. Obviously, there's scenes and there's stuff that what that movie's about. But you see it on the big screen with like 150 other people, and you're in the, it's not uncomfortable feeling, but you're kind of like, huh, yeah, the Italians really knew at this this era, the Italians really knew how to make you feel a little uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, no, that stoning scene, I could imagine seeing that in the fucking like, yeah, uh, yeah. Rough. That's that was the thing was uh, Giallo is my favorite, but I would probably I would probably say, you know, you you have to be in the mood for it. 
you know i enjoy it for the cinematography i love the lighting like argento's lighting goblin soundtrack but it's like there's a time and place you know yeah <laughs> i could always watch scream i could always be like let's put scream on you know no, I agree 100%. And I'll definitely shoot you details about the uh, Scream franchise panel and stuff like that. Yeah, I've seen them way. all. Uh, what did you think about um, not the latest one that came out, but the one before where it had uh, Emma Roberts in it? Actually, I really love that one. But it was uh, one of the first I think it was the first one that I got to see in theaters because I'm I'm 30. So like I'm a little bit younger uh, yeah. than you, but not, you know, crazy young. But yeah. so I'm nine like, years older than you. <laughs> so. That's not too bad. Bobby's already one no, in March. No, in when, March Scream came so. out, when Scream came out, I was 14, I want to say yeah it came out 96 right yeah it was 96 and scream 2 was 7 and yeah, then so it was I think 13 14 99 15, was a, yeah. yeah so uh it came around like right when i was in middle school perfect time to see a horror film <laughs> oh yeah no I, that was my thing is uh scream was like uh i didn't see it till i was a little bit older but like when i saw it about 11 or 12 it was just one of the first ones that i watched and was like i want to watch it again immediately you know what i mean like yeah. instead of being like whoa i got through that one you know like it scared the fuck out of me it was like yeah nah, like it hits like, all the right chords it, yeah. it does i mean even just the phone call like the creating of the you know hi sydney you know what's your favorite scary movie it's like they have taglines in that Ghostface is obviously the tag of the movie. You know, you can just see the face and be like, oh, it's Scream. But like seeing the knife or seeing um, or hearing just the phone call, you're like instantly you're like, oh, yeah, Scream. Yeah. But now I, no, uh, I liked all of them. I, I like the Emma Roberts one. And I think a lot of people discounted it. Fair enough. You know, I don't I think everybody, but especially in the horror industry, you know, there's a lot of people who don't take it lightly when you mess up their franchise, you know? Yeah. I'm no, a really, Halloween fan, and it's like I could be I could be angry about a lot of things, but no, no yeah, that's uh, that's been messed up. Quite I like a few all times. of them equally, you know. It's like they're all they all have a place. Nightmare on Elm Street's the same way. Well, part two is a little interesting to say the least. Uh, Nightmare on Elm Street with me, it's like I feel like they're all enjoyable for like the Freddy aspect of it. So it's like even if it's almost like yeah. watching um like a uh, earnest <laughs> earnest movie oh, er, yeah all earnest the world yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you're almost yeah. watching like it, the movie could be absolutely it's i mean all those movies man. are practically dumb so it's like yeah. you're watching it for the character but but there's definitely like higher quality ones like i think uh in the elm street like i just like the nancy trilogy you know like one yeah i think nancy i think her acting in general was so good because she didn't overdo anything like even when yeah. she was like talking about how she's like where she was making the noises and like talking to the the person and she was like i just keep hearing this you're like that's so eerie nancy chill <laughs> out like you're not you're not supposed to be robert Engman. <laughs> like why are you acting like yeah, like, why are you that scare like you like to think about yeah it? like she's like talking about what she's like experiencing and she's so good about doing it so um yeah so if you had to pick non-horror i have a question for you just because like i feel like we're just having a conversation now yeah non-horror but it could be sci-fi, it could be action, comedy, whatever. Um, what would be like your go-to? Like, what, what's your popcorn flick that you can put on at any point in time? Like, you're just like, I'm. I don't know what to pick out. I don't. I don't want to use my brain right now. Throw it on. Uh, well, of course, Back to the Future. But uh, my top three is oh, Back to the good. Future, uh, SLC Punk, and uh, High Fidelity. I really like High Fidelity. Oh God, yeah, those are great. Yeah, High Fidelity is amazing. And of yeah, course, Jack, like Black, Brian Jack Black kills it in that film, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah, I love high fidelity. So funny enough, I did I had an editing, I had to do an editing um project in college when I like I said, I went to school for film and, and whatnot. And um that I I I you had to take a film that was notable, like people knew about it, that they knew it was going on, and you had to make those people 
want to go see a movie they probably have already seen or has been in theaters for a little bit. And so I did High Fidelity. Okay. Um, I actually won an award for that one, but it was a national thing. It was just, they wanted all the college people who were in film to do editing. They wanted to see like, hey, we want to see if you can reinvigorate people's love for a film that might might have been popular, might have not been too, too popular. Like, I'm not going to do E.T. They were like, don't do something that's like, you know, massively huge, but a film that might have came in theaters that some people saw, some people didn't. Yeah. Get them to want to see it. So, yeah, that's a great one. SLC Punk is, it, it's Devin Sala or whatever, that that whole scene where he's got the acid in his pockets. Yeah, and he runs to the sprinklers. <laughs> he's running to the sprinklers and he's chilling. And, you know, SLC Punk is also really great because you everyone knows people like that in the punk scene like you've got the friend who is wearing the uh the office space outfit you know with the glasses and the the the, the pen pocket uh holster and everything and then it's like those are probably the most punk people there are man like they got right. no tattoos they're wearing a tie t-shirt like wearing a t-shirt with a tie it's like they probably can tell you everything that there is about hardcore so Right. No, like, I like the scene where he takes a, where he's like, I got to handle something. And he just hands him his glasses and goes and starts fucking <laughs> him up. Like, pit. Yeah. Yeah. He's I, a badass. Yeah. Those are great. I, I, you know, I'm a big fan of, uh, I don't, I, I think it gets loving, but I think people forget, not they don't forget about it, but I think Ghostbusters is one that, oh, no, fuck you. The, the original, I know it keeps getting remade and people keep doing stuff with it, but I think the, the, the OG one is just, it's timeless. You know, yeah. it's, it's so quirky and, and it's dark humor. But then it has the horror aspects. Like I remember being a kid watching it and it, it did have its scenes, um, you know, with the dogs and then you, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man, you know, it's kind of scared you a little bit when you were <laughs> like, what the hell is this? So, but yeah, I just, I love movies that are like sci-fi horror based, but don't take themselves too seriously as well. You know, and that's the great yeah. thing about horror. Similar to hardcore, you got, you got your punk and, the whole different array of style of hardcore, even I guess you could say even with metal, it's kind of like the horror fits in that mold very well, where there's just so many like subgenres, so many different styles, and but they're all there to do one thing, and that's just to, I think to entertain, you know. Yeah, no, no, exactly what you mean. It's like you got bands that are like uh, out there doing this like real melodic or like real just stuff. Well, you got bands like uh, H2O that are like out there with a message, and you got bands, you know, and that's like an older band, but then you got bands like Tsunami that's like, fuck you, pussy, yeah. <laughs> like, fuck. yeah, going crazy, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, exactly. Uh, similarly, you have you definitely have both on a spectrum that those two bands could tour, and you would be like, oh, it's a great tour package, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's it, that's kind of why, like, with Fever Strike, we never tried to get pigeon like pigeonholed into a style, like, we have a couple of breakdowns, we have fast parts, we do it all, but. I think ultimately it's like we don't want to stick to like one little thing. And I think that does come from, stem from the fact that we're all kind of on the same page of we have a lot of subgenres we like. Like I know a couple yeah. of guys in the band love ska. Some of the guys love reggae. You know, I'm a huge hip hop fan, even though that can never come through playing guitar, I guess. Yeah. Um, Cold world. <laughs> yeah. We all listen to so much stuff. And I think that's the cool thing about horror movies in general. Also, I would I would like to think that horror movies bring out really positive and like positive experiences for people yeah uh, i know when i go to like movie cons or when i go to retro carolina and i go to these horror just anything that deals with like a horror movie coming out we're gonna go see jaws we're gonna go see the shining anything like that you get you know dads bringing their kids for the first time you get you know 60 year olds you get 20 year olds it's it's cool like horror movies i think now more than ever are not 
not blacklisted you know i don't think i don't think they were really ever i know that at one point in time they were trying to utilize horror movies and stuff as being like don't watch horror movies and, and whatnot but yeah um, i think it's cool to see people dressing up as their favorite axe murderer you know seeing ash run around trying to kill Ghostface, you know at like a comic-con or something and it's like now more than ever i feel like being a nerd and being into movies is like very very much so prominent and it's great because you know i grew up in a time where when i was in high school it's like you know i just wanted to go home and watch dr giggles (laughs) (laughs) and nobody would ever like you know killer clowns from outer space or something and it was like people would just be like i'm gonna go do something that has nothing to do with nerdy shit and now it's like it's cool like it's actually it's not like not saying it was ever looked down on it's just it's a little bit more mainstream and i for one am all about it because if it means more money for more production means more movies being made i'm all for it no i agree 100 i was definitely that kid that was like uh when i had sleepovers with my buddies instead of trying to call the girls and be like hey let's get some let's find some women to hang out with or whatever we would be like let's go to blockbuster let's rent whatever new horror movies are out yes. we're gonna go home we're, what pizza like what pizza we get oh, like little man. caesar's five dollar pizzas so, so do you think, man, I, so you're bringing up some of your, yeah, I got, I'm getting PTSD now that I can't do that stuff anymore. I'm like, ah, right. so going to that, do you think there is ever going to be a niche for, uh, physical copies being rented again? Do you think like, do you like, you know, we, I, we have a song called the fourth turning. And if you look up what the fourth turning is about, is this just, everything's regurgitated. Like, look at how people are dressing right now. It's kind of like nineties, you know, it's like, music things that people like entertainment a lot of times it gets it's it's not so much that it's brand new it's kind of regurgitated or refined or whatever do you think people at some point are going to want to go back and get a slice of pizza or get a pizza pie and a movie and like pick up the the the, the actual physical thing i mean i know that a lot of this isn't probably going to be made physically probably in the next five to ten years but yeah. I, for one, would love to see some sort of like netflix even as much as you know i don't want to see a big box like Netflix, if they cut, I, I, you know, I just couldn't imagine if they didn't come up with some corner stores, you know, that they yeah. wouldn't do well. I mean, Redbox is still doing well. I, I'm assuming I see them everywhere, and people are still renting movies from Redbox. So, yeah. Now, do the you only think anything like that would ever come back. The only reason that my hopes are kind of like low for anything like that is because anytime you go into like a Target or a Walmart, it seems like every time I go in, their their like movie section shrinks. And so that's true. But I'm talking about more in a, like a rental, like a Friday night adventure, you know, like Alamo, uh, uh, Alamo uh, movie theater, Alamo draft house or whatever. Uh, I don't know their exact title, but they rent movies, you know, out of their movie theater. Yeah. I mean, I could see somebody doing it as part of something else like that. But just as far as yeah. like, uh, like if a big company like Walmart and Target thinks that it's like so unprofitable that they're like literally chopping the section away, yeah. then I could see where like it would be hard for somebody to come out and just do that as a business. But yeah, uh, that would be super smart venture, though, to maybe incorporate um, sell pizza and rent movies. Yeah, <laughs> like you could do like you could do like almost like a hangout in because so my wife and I own a bar in town. and we show horror movies that's our thing so like people at the bar we'll show like zombievers like i showed that one time and it's like people know us now as seeing like horror films like ridiculously crazy stupid horror films on tv and it's just kind of like it creates a dialogue like people want to talk and hang out and i'm just like how could you not want like it would have to probably be a little bit more adult that's the only thing you're kind of cutting your clientele down if you're like if you're like oh we're gonna be 
a pizza place that has horror movies. You know, you have to make it a whole like adult thing, like 21 and up, you know, like a bar, pizza joint, horror infused where it's just nothing but horror paraphernalia everywhere. That could be cool, you know, and you rent movies out of your bar slash pizza joint, you know, yeah. it could be like a whole Friday night adventure. I don't know if anyone's listening to this. I don't know if you have <laughs> somebody's gonna hit that guy's got an idea. Hit me up. <laughs> Especially if you made it super niche, like, uh, you know, there's some like nowadays, it's like a, a real big thing online for people to buy like new movies on VHS because they're hard to find. So if yeah. you could be like the one place in town that they could come rent a copy on VHS, that that's would be kind of cool. like, like Terrifier 2 on fucking VHS. Yeah. Yo, yeah, that's the thing. I still haven't seen Terrifier 2. I saw Terrifier, obviously. But what scared yeah. me about that is it's like two and a half hours long. Dude, it's, like, it. it's so much better well, than the first one. commitment, though. <laughs> It's way better than the first one, though. I gotta say that I I thought the first one was like good for what it was. Like art was yeah. good, the practical effects were good, the rest was like whatever. But the second movie is so it's really good. It's all right. I gotta see it. I just I'm a sucker for an hour and a half. You know. Yeah. Same unless I... unless it's just it, it is what it is. You know. Unless it's like you gotta watch this. Like it sounds like Terrifier Two is gonna be that one. Yeah. But even then, two hours is like a lot. But two and a half for a horror film, or like that's gotta be almost a record at that point. I guess the remake of Suspirio is like three or something. Or no, that was only like two and a half. Yeah. But oh yeah. yeah. Which uh, I do want to comment uh, on something that you mentioned a while back just because it popped in my head again. But uh, uh, you mentioned Wolf Creek. I've For the first time, I've always watched Wolf Creek. I love that one. But for the first time the other day, I watched Wolf Creek 2. Holy fucking shit. That movie is so brutal. I did not have an idea that it was that brutal. Have you ever do seen you it? Think, do you think they were competing against Hostel at that point? Because wasn't it Hostel, Wolf Creek, Hostel 2, Wolf Creek 2, and then like Hostel? Wasn't it like... I don't know, but that one had like some it shit like the two in of it. Those like... were just, yeah. The, the amount of gore that both of those films just... Oh my God. He's just uh, chopping people up. Yeah. I just... I never understood what everyone was like, man, the scariest movie of all time is Wolf Creek. And I'm like that's like that's like it's it's a it's a torture flick i mean i get that that's scary but yeah when i think scary i just think of like more like jump scares now at this point like something that's like oh yeah that got me okay good yeah but like i'm not gonna think like oh yeah i mean it can happen obviously but i'm not gonna be like oh, i'm gonna end up in australia and then end up in some dude's you know garage in the middle of the outback <laughs> yeah now i think one of the scariest movies i've seen recently was uh ganji and asylum have you checked that out it's a found footage foreign horror movie yeah that one's awesome i did it see fucking that scared the fucking shit out yeah. of me um, <laughs> that one's really really good the found footage stuff i think is really at this point one of the few things that's able to jump scare just because it's like you're it's like person they turn through. the corner and there's something just there you yeah know? it's like it's like a handheld camera yeah that one's really good um that one kind of also it didn't remind me of but it kind of brought me into the, have you ever seen session nine yeah that was pretty yeah. good but yeah, that, uh, that director is finally doing something new i just can't remember the title of it but yeah um i'm pretty sure it's like one of his only few films he i don't think he really did. i mean that one came out like 10 years ago too or something oh shit no that's like uh that's way older than that that one's Session like a, nine yeah i want to say it was like a 2004 because it was one that like just went so under the radar for years yeah and like um finally started getting like some love and shit but it's one yeah. of those that i'm like yeah 2001 is when that movie came out as well really yeah damn yeah i've got it over here yeah, yeah, it's a fucking. I've got some weird films over here. Have you ever like uh, Pelts? P E L T S. Like I've got. Oh, I've... that's an episode of Masters of Horror with. Um, it's directed by Dario Argento. Yeah, with yeah, uh, me- me- yeah. Like yeah, I've, I've just got a lot of off the wall weird shit that I'm like I don't. Um, Pelts is good though. Yeah, I find myself just picking up random stuff from time. It's not random, but like uh, Dark Sky was really good. I thought um, about oh, yeah. the alien abduction. 
how are you on uh i don't know what your time frame on these things are usually oh. how are you on um like uh not it's not horror per se but like thriller horror movies like uh seven or bone collector I, i'm pretty big on those i like i don't seek them out as much well I won't say I don't seek them out. Like when a new one comes out, I definitely watch it. But like, I don't like uh, put those on my list, like high up to like go back and watch like classics that I haven't seen. You know what I mean? Like I've just started now trying to watch like more of the Palma stuff, which a lot of his stuff is more in that realm. Yeah. Um, So like I'm going back and watching some of that shit and I'm going back and watching some other stuff. That's like, I just put on my list recently, like that, uh, the Clint Eastwood movie play Misty for me. So like, I've been trying to go back and watch some more like classic, like thriller horror stuff. That's like more thriller, but I just um, but that's like real classic stuff. Like seven, of yeah, course. Yeah, I was gonna say that one's. I saw that one a long time ago. I'm a, yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of the not super. It's not. I guess you could say it's a little horror ish, but more the thriller that touch bases on true life horror. Yeah, um, you know, I re- yeah, like I love Prisoners. seven. Say what? Even like that movie Prisoners. I know it's not like a like a murder, yeah, but it's yeah, like, yeah, it's anything that puts you in the what would you do category, like in yeah. a situation. Yeah, I know that kind of also streamlines a little bit. Like we're talking about like drama. I don't want to see anything that's like super realistic because sometimes you want to escape from, you know, all that and watch Freddy slash somebody up. Yeah. But um, yeah, I was just I was just looking at a couple of them. Yeah, like, you know, Twisted and Zodiac and Fuck yeah. Oh, you know, there's a horror movie. There's a couple of horror movies though that late late two thousand or early two thousands was great. Uh Cry Wolf. Did you ever see that? With Bon Jovi in it, <laughs> yes, Bon Jovi's the the professor. Yeah, um, yeah, that's a good film. Uh, right. uh, Urban Legends that brings me over to Urban Legends with Cry, you know, Cry Wolf and Urban Legends back to back. That would be great. Oh, Jeepers Creepers! You know, yeah. early two thousands was where it was at. You know, I don't think it gets enough love. <laughs> yeah, no, it's one of those uh, that uh, what sucks about it sucks about Jeepers Creepers because like I always want to talk about it, but you know, it's like one that nobody like like uh, you you know, you know about Jeepers Creepers right with the director. No, I don't oh, keep up with news and media and stuff like that. I'm, weird enough, like even though I'm in into like the movies, I don't keep up with it. I don't keep up with actors. Yeah, it's one. It sucks because the movie's great. Justin Long's great, like everything. But the director is like a convicted pedophile, and it was like something that was like really bad. Like apparently he did a movie called like the Funhouse Massacre or something like that. Um, like back in the '90s, and the little boy on it, like he like. Wow! Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, so it's like oh, yeah, Jeepers Creepers, yeah. But I mean, I still like that's one of those things I like the movie, but it's like uh, it's that's it's one of the few ones that's kind of hard to separate the art from the artist because it's like it's such a yeah. Bad when you're thing, watching but... it, you kind of think about it. You can't help it. I mean, obviously, there's hundreds of other people involved in it. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. That's why I'm like, I still watch it every now and then, like especially if it's on TV because it's like they're gonna make the money whether I watch it or not. For that's correct. TV. Yeah, and I mean, I yeah, I already own. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I think I own it too. Like, I definitely own it. But yeah, um, yeah, it's just you know the early two thousands. I'm just looking. They were just there was a good point in time. Um, yeah, Cry Wolf. I mean, I haven't seen that in a long time. Right. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm like thinking about it. I'm like, dang, that was a great film. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously this movie's now probably twenty years old, so we can spoil it. But the fact that like the girl what was sleeping with John Bon Jovi and like had the other guy kill him because of like the, all the lies that she created, like the fakeness, like no one, everyone you thought that died at the very end just like wasn't dead. Yeah. What a great man. Yeah. 
And I love watching those movies back, and then you're like, oh shit, that's like, like it has, I think in that movie, it's got like uh, one of the guys from Supernaturals in it, like Jared Padalecki, if I'm not mistaken. Like, it's got like a few uh, people. Not, yeah, he is. He was in it for a little bit. He was, he was, uh, he was the first one called out of the group, like where he got up and said, you know, screw this, I'm out of here, out of the church when they were meeting at the church or whatever. Yeah. Um, Supernatural, you know, I am so behind on that show. Like, I never started it, never watched it. Everybody was like, yeah. you need to watch Supernatural. You need, it's like right up your alley. Started watching because we're this house right here. Like my wife and I are both huge movie fanatics and, and horror buffs. Her favorite film of our TV show of all time is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Fuck yeah. So transitioning from like Buffy into something we watch here all the time to like Supernatural was super easy. You know, it's like, oh, Supernatural has a very similar vibe to, to Buffy. Yeah. But now I'm just like, there's like 20 seasons. Right. So it's like I we start I think we're like four seasons in or something we're at the point where they've already reunited with their dad and and all this and it's just kind of like how far can we go you know i don't know it's like aren't they still making them i could be mistaken but no they they're done but they it like just wrapped up like a year or two ago and it's like they're yeah. already starting to do spinoff shows like are you talking about that shit so yeah, I can't do that. I, I think I think we just we called it quits like last year or two years. It was during the pandemic, I think, when we started watching it. And I was just yeah. like, you got there's 20, 20 years worth of this. <laughs> yeah. We can pace ourselves, but then it's like there's just so much new stuff coming out. We're watching uh Stephen King. Are you a Stephen King fan? Yeah, I mean I I don't really read much just in general, to be honest. Well, just with kind you, of but, like uh, more of his yeah, uh his, adaptations like, and stuff. Dinner, yeah, yeah needful, needful things and stuff. So we just started Castle Rock this oh, past hell yeah. Have you watched that at all? It's a Stephen King uh uh I guess book that they made into a TV show. Um, so I only saw the uh first season and I don't even know if it's even a Stephen King book. If I'm not mistaken, it's kind of just like loosely based off of like just you know, like mythology from his books and shit. Essentially, but, um, I'm not Castle sure. Rock is a place in his in his is a place in his books. But yeah, like, I mean, uh, Shawshank is obviously in it as well. Yeah. Um, so, and we all know Shawshank Redemption is his. But yeah, yeah I'm not sure. I, I, you know, I was I'm a I'm a I'm a Stephen King fan. I have not read any of his books probably in the last fifteen years, if, if even if that. Um, but uh, yeah, great TV show. So I have not finished. We haven't even finished the first season. I think we're on episode five. Yeah. But another Stephen one, The Outsider. Did you ever watch that, the TV show? I think I was on HBO or something. No, I um, I had an interest in it, and then I always kept forgetting that it was Stephen King, and then I had it like ruined for me, like kind of what like the like twist of it was. So yeah. I was like, I don't really know if I have that much, but it might be something I end up just binging one no, day, like if I'm homesick or something. Um, so. You know, the, the thing is, I, you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Stephen King, especially a lot of the movies that they did from his books. It's it's good if you like like Dreamcatcher. If you like like The Shining. If you like you know Stephen King does a lot of stuff where there's like an entity that's like you know God. I'm not saying it's God, but there's always like something bigger than life that's like pushing us along or has some sort of alien abilities or you know how he is. He always does like some random like it's not what you think it is. It's always something that's like like more spiritual. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, if you like his like more of his from what I understand like not trying to spoil anything but yes if you like stuff like that the outsider is great oh yeah now definitely check um, it out for sure yeah and it's cool because it mixes that whole detective <laughs> feel like the you know kind of like true detective it's not that but it has like that feeling of true detective meets, meets like some stephen king style which yeah. yeah i'm a i'm just you know i think now with tv 
that's the other issue is like i want to watch a lot of movies but there's just so many tv shows out there too and it's like everyone's like well you gotta see this you gotta see this and it's like i'll give it a go and you watch two episodes you're like i'm sucked in yeah (laughs) where's a movie you could watch an hour and a half and be done with it it's like well you start a tv show and you're just like god dog man so right and at least if you fall asleep on a TV show, you just got to restart that episode where a movie you're like, I got to either start over again or like f- figure out where I was dozing and like, exactly. yeah, you know. exactly. But no. now I agree hundred percent. That's my problem too, is I always have that argument with myself where I'm like, well, if I, if I watch a movie, I don't get caught up watching six hours of one show right now. But <laughs> if I start the movie and fall asleep, then what the fuck if I don't want to watch yeah. it? <laughs> but, it is no. hard. It's hard not to get sucked into some of these shows. Yeah. I just, I just wish, uh, you know, I just wish that they're, they wouldn't really, I mean, I know what they're doing. They have to do it, but I just wish they wouldn't release so many things. Like, you know, The Witcher's coming out now and it's just, yeah. like, oh, I gotta catch up. I gotta watch that. It's just like, there's so many things to watch. And I know people probably who are listening to this or watching this or whatever, are movie fans and probably into cinema. So they're like, yeah, we get it. But anybody else would be like, go outside. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. why are you like worried about things like TV and shows to catch up on? Yeah, once you get to this stage, it's like that's your escape from fucking life. So leave me alone. Yeah, <laughs> there's no turning back now. I'm almost forty. It's like I'm. It's it's like it's it's in it's in it's embedded. It's something I I'll always love because you don't need anybody to appreciate a good horror film. You know. Yeah. It's like you can be by yourself and just put it on and like watch it, and you don't have to ask anybody. Like, hey, you want to meet up? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? It's like nice to be able to just put something on. You know. Just be on your couch, pop pop some popcorn, just enjoy it. Yeah, and if it's an actually scary one, not like a fun one, that's like heightens the experience being alone, not like the opposite. Yeah, you're like, uh, I'm gonna turn this uh, light on here in a minute. <laughs> like if you're watching like a funny movie, movie. Hush, you know, it's like I love oh, yeah. I don't, you know, the strangers and hush, like ones where people are just coming into your house when you're asleep or you're, you don't know. Like we're talking right now, we have videos with us. It's right. like somebody <laughs> pop around the corner around my bookshelf here, and it's like. Things like that, your imagination starts going wild, and you're like, "Oh, what was that?" Uh, I know we were probably trying to wrap this up. What was the movie um, where they were all on Zoom? They were doing a Zoom drink date. Did um, you see that? Are you talking about the newest? Are you talking about the yeah, new yeah, they, host? They just, what is it? Yeah, host. host. Yeah, that one fucking rolled. That was awesome. Yeah. We were all just hanging out on like in like a like what we're doing right now in innovative. You know, it's like taking what people are used to doing and having to deal with, and then you know. Yeah, no, it was making, really uh, making it creepy. Yeah, I was really surprised by that one. Did you see a dead stream? Do you have Shutter at all? I don't, and that's one that I put on my watch list for when. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to do like the ninety nine cent when they're when HBO and Paramount and all that are on sale. Yeah, we hit those up, and then we just binge as much as we can off of those. Yeah, and then get rid of it when it goes back to ten, fifteen bucks or whatever. And Shutter has been one that uh, is like, okay, we're gonna wait for everything to be on Shutter, and then we're gonna move to that. And that one came out when we don't have, we don't have Shutter right now, so yeah. No, but that definitely... one looks that one looks good. I love the art for it. Isn't it the one with, like the dead arm coming out holding the camcorder or whatever? Yeah, it's literally uh, like cool. Evil Dead Two meets fucking yeah. uh, Paranormal Activity. It's crazy. Like I gotta see that. That sounds awesome. It, it's probably nothing like that, but there was the Stay Alive with uh, oh, the yeah. Jazz or whatever. Uh, where it was like a video game, and if you died in the video game, yeah, the fucking dude from Friends was. Oh no, the dude from uh, Dazing and Confused was in it. The, the yes. big eyebrows. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. Some good films out there. Now, Stay Alive is one that the director that did it. Uh, I can't remember what he ended. Up, I think he ended up doing the new. I think he did Spiral, like the newest. I can't remember. He did something recently 
Um, it might either have been Spiral or something came out around the same time. But either way, I was listening to an interview that he did around the, like, I think he might did that movie Separation that came out. Either either way, he did a bad horror movie recently. <laughs> so, but I was listening to an interview that he did with uh, Adam Green and those guys on the movie uh, and Joe Lynch on the movie crypt. And yeah. he was talking about how he wants to remake Stay Alive like his own movie and like do it with like a modern thing i was like that'd be fucking sweet like that would be sick especially where we're at right now with vr and and technology in general in the special effects i mean that was 20 years ago easily the special effects were yeah and yeah and it's only because they they incorporated video games into the movie that makes it a little outdated because the video games look a little outdated so it's like not only the movie but you also have the video games (laughs) like when nowadays on your phone you can play a video game in almost like 1080p it's like hard to fucking like it's crazy i know i'm playing i'm replaying the witcher 3 right now and it's like 60 fps and i'm like holy crap yeah incredible hell yeah but uh so pretty much my last question that i like to ask uh all my guests in the show is do you have a horror story of your own and it could be you know from uh being on the road with either you know fever strike or one of your past bands or it could be something that was just scary shit that happened to you in your personal life and if you believe in the paranormal you're more than welcome to share those types of stories as well so yeah actually there's there's two they're not super wild by any means teddy and i the singer of fever strike and i uh about 20 years ago uh we were in a band called call it quits and we were touring and we were in texas and i don't recall where it was we were in between san antonio and Somewhere else. I, I forget. We played, we had played Plano and then we were on our way to San Antonio. We just got done playing San Antonio. We were at the White Rabbit and uh, we stayed with a, um, a, a a gentleman there and he was younger. We were all young at the time. I mean, we were in teenage years, early 20s. And he was uh, he was taking us to his house. And on the way there, he pulled off and he's like, hey, you guys want to see something crazy? And we're like, what's up? He goes, in the this weird area of texas he's like um there's and i wonder i'm actually now i'm curious because i haven't talked talked about this in a while and I'm, I'm gonna kind of search it there's a railroad track and it's flat i know there's a lot of things where like you know something pushes you up the hill and it's like it, it messes with you but this was a completely flat area and there's a there's a train track and i mean we're talking in the middle of texas there's barely trees there there's a few trees and stuff but like it, it's desolate there's not a whole lot out here yeah and he's like, put baby powder on the back of the van. We had a van at the time. Well, we still have a van, but this is a different van. And uh, he's like, throw baby powder on the back of it. And he's like, we'll go to the, the store up here. He's like, I do this to all the vans that stay with us and come across here. He's like, what we're going to do is throw baby powder all over the back of the van. And then he's like, we're going to go to this railroad track in the middle of nowhere. And we're going to park the van on the railroad track, put it in neutral, and then it'll get pushed across. Now, my family's from Connecticut, and there is an area in Connecticut where if you put the car in neutral, it gets pushed up a hill. And it does work. It does happen. And it's it's really creepy. And I know it has just stuff to do with, like, it's just messing with you. It's like it, the car is actually going, like, downhill, but it looks like you're going uphill or something. Yeah. But this one was interesting because there we, we, were, we put neutral. We were on neutral on these tracks. And we started moving and it it started staying at a steady pace. It wasn't going fast. It wasn't going slow. It was staying at like a, like a, just a semi like pace. Yeah. Well, after all said and done, we checked the back of the van and there was like baby handprints on the back. Oh shit. That was pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, do I believe in supernatural stuff? Yes. I, you know, I think 
whatever you believe in, you know, nothing or something, you know, to say we're the only thing living potentially in this universe that's crazy and freaking huge. Yeah. Uh, you know, I just can't, I think there is other stuff, you know, I think there's probably dimensions and there's just things that I, I personally don't think I can comprehend. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. But do I believe like kids actually pushed us across? I don't know. I don't think so. Personally, yeah. I don't really, did we move? Yes. Was there like little tiny kids hands prints on the back? Yeah. Was it weird? Yes. Well, another one was I had a friend in college um, and their house is wicked old, like really old. I don't know the date of it. Like I can't, I'm not going to be able to just spew out that, but it's older. It's an older uh, home. Gorgeous. It looks like a dollhouse from the outside. It's this big three story. I don't know what you call them. Uh, what's like the Victorian like the home? The Victorian, thank you. I was yeah. going to say like Winchester home or whatever. Yeah. It just has like this amazing old look to it. Like hand built. Everything's just wood. It's just incredible. Oh, yeah. It is the creepiest house ever. And their their mother at the time, and I don't know, I'm speaking, I don't they're I don't know if they're ever gonna listen to this. I don't even whatever. Yeah. But they were they were they were a Wicca and they practiced with stuff like that in the house. And one night we were hanging out. I had to go use the restroom. I had to go pee. And so I went through the hall and I went upstairs and something pushed me back. Like it was literally like a, just like a little tiny push. And I'm in my twenties at this point. This isn't like, oh, I'm like 18, you know? And so I was like, whoa. And I felt really weird, like nauseated at the time. And I was like, this is, I had to hold on the railing and I was like, okay. And I went to use the bathroom. And when I came down, um, you know, I had mentioned something and they were like, oh, they're like, something's going on right now. And I was like, what do you mean? They're like, this house has always had stuff funky. And we know when it's about to get funky because of certain things. They're like, you just experienced one of the things. And they said that the the way the stairs went up was it was like cockeye. Like it would go up and then cockeye this way and then cockeye this way. It was like almost like a, a maze just going up the stairs. It was like, it yeah. wasn't just straight up how you have these homes right now, these cookie cutter homes where it just goes kind of straight up. It was like, you would go up, go to the left. And then that was it. But it had a, a platform while you were going up the stairs. There was like a level in the middle of the stairs. So you'd go up a few flights there or not flights, but you would go up a few. And then there was a flat end and then it would turn and then you'd go up. It was that flat end that I stood at that. I was like, holy cow, uh, paranormal. I don't know. Um, weird. Yes. Weird feeling. <laughs> yes. Uh, weird stuff has happened. Yeah. You know, like weird noises in the middle of the night. People are like, oh, it's, it's growing pains of the house and things like that. But uh i did this is this is not supernatural but i do want to tell this story this is one that i will live like it creeps me out to the day i'll die yeah my buddy and i this was we were in high school and we were driving in the backwoods you know just country how it is out here we're driving and i'm gonna try to explain this the best way possible so it's all flat farm area but you're driving on a straight road with your your high beams on right and it's probably like 1 2 a.m and they, we come to a intersection where you have to take a left or a right. So basically you, it's a dead end. You just take a left or a right. So we come to the stop sign. We're in the middle of nowhere and we hook a left. So we start making a left. And as we're making a left, the, uh, the lights pan across the tree line that is right in front of us because in front of us is just trees. Like literally you have to take a left, taking a left and we're panning across the tree line. We see somebody standing there. Fuck that. The weirdest thing in the world. It's like 2 a.m. And this person is just standing there staring at us. Just like, like, 
leaning basically against a tree, not super out in front of the tree, but kind of like two tree, like two trees back almost kind of like kind of hidden, not really, you know, was it a hunter? I don't know. They weren't wearing any orange. They weren't wearing any camouflage. It was like a hoodie and jeans just chilling there. Fuck that, shit. that was, that was crazy. I, you know, things like that happen a lot though. I, I, you know, I was at a stop sign like a few years back. I came up to a, or a stop sign. It's a four-way intersection. And somebody came running up to my car screaming like, ah, like freaking out. Like, I was just like, I'm out of here, you know, like yeah. things like that. But no, I think the craziest thing was like seeing that person in the, the tree line, just as we were panning across and my buddy was just like, nope and he had the old fox <laughs> mustang at the time you know like the 80s mustang fox body and it was just like he was just like gone <laughs> we just we just hightailed it out of there oh, but shit, i would have done the same thing i'd have been like hell no yo you yeah two two we were, we were probably 17 at the time you know i'm six four i think he he's probably six one you know he's a bigger guy who played football all through high school and it's like the two of us were like nope yeah <laughs> I don't care who you are. If I see somebody chilling in the woods in the middle of the night by themselves like that, I'm out of here. Yeah. No, that's not it. Do I want something crazy to happen? Like, you know, like hauntings? No. (laughs) (laughs) I have friends who are into horror films that are like, yeah, it'd be cool to experience like something like that. You know, Um, my grandfather, he was a, he was a police officer in Connecticut way back. I mean, he's since passed away and stuff. He's, but, um, he he had a story where there was phone calls left and right in Connecticut of a of a, a beam of like a spaceship, like messing with stuff, messing with lights, messing with things. Like people were calling this into the police station. They were in a small town in Connecticut. Yeah, and uh, he was like, he didn't believe in UFOs or anything. But I remember being younger, and he was like, "What did I chase? I have no idea." But I was taking phone calls left and right and chasing something all through our town in Connecticut, chasing something. Yeah, because he was like, we were getting phone calls from dispatch, like it's now over here, and like there's a beam of light, and it's like making a lot of noise, and it's like shaking the trees up, and then it's going over here. So that was kind of cool. Hell yeah, he was straightforward. He was a he's an old school old shooter kind of guy, you know, like you know, straight lace kind of guy. I don't think he would. He doesn't. He's not the type of guy to make up random ass stories like that. He was pretty. I don't know what the hell I was chasing, but I was chasing something around. That's kind of how he would say it, you know. Yeah. No hell so, yeah. Yeah, sure. I don't know if you've talked about this in your podcast before. Have you seen or experienced anything? Uh, we have uh, something here in um, Elizabeth City called like Five Bridges Road, which is like pretty much one of those roads where it's like you can feel where there used to be bridges, but there's not like any more. It's just paved over and yeah. it kind of like uh, like raises. And they say if you like park on one of them that and like turn your car off that like certain things like you'll see a light or like you'll see this or that. And um. One time we did it and we did it with like quite a group of people and like nothing really happened. So like we all like went back like on about our night and stuff. And um, it was one of those nights where like, you know, like the band's like practice turns into like a bunch of people hanging out. And then like oh, yeah. at the end of the night, you all go back to the band practice and go like separate ways in your cars. And it's like once we went back to the band practice spot and everybody went their separate ways, we had like my car full of like me, my buddy whose car was at my house and then like my girlfriend and um another friend of ours whose car was also at my house so we were like well fuck it let's go try five bridges one more time like less people like let's go see and this time it, like the first time we tried it was probably around midnight maybe even like 11 30 and this time it was like 2 30 like 3 a.m so we went out there and uh we parked it was a truck it was a toyota tacoma so it wasn't like small small but it wasn't like huge either 
and we parked the truck and turned it off and we're sitting there and like I, it was my truck but like i was like i'm down to go out there but i'm not driving like y'all gotta drive because like i know i'll chicken out to turn off the car and shit and i was like i'd rather somebody else like be the one to react so i was like y'all do this and i was like so I, like i sat in the back of my girlfriend and they sat in the front and drove or whatever so we were there we're sitting there the car's turned off and all of a sudden we just hear like a knock on the passenger side window like just one simple like boom and my friend Dylan that was sitting there, like, turned to, like, his back to the window was, like, yo, like, kind of, like, froze. Was, like, and we all looked at each other without saying anything. So, it was, like, we all knew we heard it. And then yeah. right after we heard that, we heard, like, it sounded like somebody running across the, like, roof of the truck. Like, maybe, like, a kid or something. You know, like, not somebody, like, yeah. heavy footsteps, but it sounded like. Um, and there's woods that go. There is trees that go, like, up on the sides. But they don't completely cover the top. Like you can see the skyline as you're driving down the street. Yeah. Stuff. So it's not like the wind was blowing it or something. Yeah. So I mean, even if like something would have like if uh like there would have if something would have fell and hit it, it wouldn't have like rolled like that. It would have been like a tree limb actually like smacking the tree, you know, like the truck because it would have had to like come off the tree. Type yeah. Thing. Yeah. So it was uh no, it was definitely creepy. So we hauled ass out of there, and that was like the only real experience. We had one other experience there where we pulled in with a uh a car where we were all like hanging out and stuff like that. And um, when we went to leave, like nothing had happened. But when we went to leave, it looked like there was like a little fogged up like baby handprint on the back, like glass, like you know, like the back window has like a big window and like a little tiny window, but like oh, yeah, on the back yeah. of it, it was like on that part, it looked like a little baby handprint. We were just like, Dude, what so we had similar. Yeah, I can't explain stuff like that. It's weird to me. There, it seems like every little town and state has their the car will get pushed, or you're gonna feel something in your car. Yeah, but it is hard. It is hard to fake you know i sometimes i'm like i want to be outside the car and actually see it you know because yeah. it is hard it is hard i mean the person driving's not in on it you know they're not like like i've done it where i put my car in neutral and it's moved and it's like i'm not in on it you know what i mean no so, yeah that's cool i yeah i i do want to get out to the outer banks this uh this summer i'm gonna have to hit, i'm gonna have to check that part out oh yeah no definitely which that's in elizabeth city but i mean like if you're coming through definitely hit me up and we'll roll out there or whatever but yeah that would be cool Oh, yeah. yeah, I need to get out there. It's been a while since I've been out to the Outer Banks, but um, yeah, the, the the kind of the the goal for this year is to travel a lot more. Now that hopefully I'm gonna I'm gonna knock on wood, you know, it looks like this should be the year that like okay we can actually make plans to do stuff. You know, even last year you could, but I felt like it wasn't a gamble, but you're kind of gambling, you know, because yeah. a lot of a lot of places you just didn't know if you know they were fully open, ready to go, and so i feel like now it's like okay well let's go out to the beach let's go to different cities let's go hang out let's do more so yeah plus the stuff some of the stuff that was open was still like dusting off the cobwebs so they were like a hunt yeah. like we went to bush gardens last year and it was like shit and i'm like ah i don't want to go again for a couple of years until they get back to like 100 percent. that's how it was for disney yeah we were in yeah. disney in 2022 and it was like we went down with my family and my my sister she's got kids and stuff so we do like a family thing and it was like I think like three or four of the main rides were like closed and yeah, it was, like, it was fine. You're there with your family. At the end of the day, you're there to hang out and have a good time, but it, yeah. it does take away from it when you spend money and it's like, dang man, all this stuff is closed. So yeah, but, no, definitely. But well, man, I appreciate you for coming on the show. Definitely had a blast chatting with you. And like, yeah. uh, like I said, you know, definitely welcome to have you on again and I'll have you on that screen panel in March for sure. We'll probably record like uh, the first few weeks of March, pretty much once the scream six comes out, I'm going to try yeah. to get everybody on the panel like a good like week to watch, like try to get out and see it and stuff like that. So that sounds great. I'd be totally into that. Yeah. I mean, that's right at my right at my wheelhouse. You know, anytime you uh, you do something where the franchise is that big, 
I mean, no one that watches horror. Well, I guess that's not you know, people are not going to watch it that like horror films. But yeah, a franchise like Scream, it's like no matter what, you're going to try to catch it when you can. So I'd be. Yeah, I love that. I had a great time. I, I mean, I don't get to do this ever. No one I really hang out with watches horror films. This has been something that just my wife and I kind of do and that I've been doing for years. So. Oh, yeah. Now, definitely. Uh fill you on that and you know like i said feel free to just hit me up you know just a messenger and shit you know like yeah uh, um i know we're ending here up but afterwards uh feel free i'll i'll hit you up on instagram so you don't have to keep pinging uh the fever strike one okay uh, but yeah hit me up with that list you said uh piercing was one I, you got and then uh cronenberg's uh brandon cronenberg's film and all that other stuff but yeah yeah hit me up on um hit me up about a couple of those uh just kind of put it put it in a list so that i have it so i can go back Oh yeah, no, I definitely hit you with a good solid little list. Uh, sometime at some point tonight, I'll probably end up rewatching something I've seen. So usually while I'm doing that, I did all on my phone a little bit. So uh, yeah, I'll probably throw together oh. a list for you. So yeah, I'm have to I'm gonna have to figure out something to watch tonight. Um, I've not been on a huge kick of watching new stuff. I don't know why it goes in phases. I you know, but I'm gonna try to make an effort to watch something that's new that's out that I haven't seen. Maybe Terrifier two this week. Who knows. Hell yeah. Two and a half hours is a long time. <laughs> yeah. Now, I don't blame you for waiting a little bit on that one, but uh, I definitely yeah, recommend it. I know it it's good because it, the people that I, I appreciate that have said that uh, Terrifier 2 is good, I appreciate their their knowledge of horror films and I trust them. Like, it's more so just me, two and a half hours. Like, that is yeah. that's a long time. So, but that's yeah. Definitely a commitment. Awesome. Thank sure. you, Tim, for having me, man. I appreciate it. Fellow North Carolina horror fanatic. Can't go wrong with that. Oh, yeah, of course, man. And I'll definitely, like I said, I'll try to be out uh, for a Fever Strike show for sure in the yeah. future. So. Yeah, hopefully but. sometime this, uh, why not try to hit up the beach in the summer? You know, I'll see if the guys want to do something in the summer. Hit up, uh, maybe do a coastal thing where we do Wilmington, Crystal Coast area, you know, Outer Banks. I don't yeah. know if there's really any venues or how it goes, but. Now, you'd probably be better off to hit VA Beach and then I'll just drive the hour up there for sure. Yeah. But, yeah, I'll have to look at something like that. Feel free to, if you ever find yourself up here, check out uh, Carolina Theater at some point. Like I said, we can do this off screen. I'll just do uh, when we hit each other up on Instagram because Carolina does awesome, awesome retros. They're yeah. cheap too. Like I don't know if you can get away, but like it would just be like oh, like it's literally in the heart of downtown Durham. So like you could get a hotel room. There's hotels all around downtown Durham. You can literally walk to the Carolina Theater. There's a Marriott basically attached. <laughs> to the carolina theater Hell so yeah. you can be like right in the heart of downtown check it out have a good time go see two horror films back to back you know great restaurants great things to do around town so oh yeah yeah check them out and as usual i just want to say thanks again for listening and make sure you check back next week as i'll be joined by the one and only ken and ashley of the sledgehammer horror youtube channel so make sure you check back on Wednesday for that. Go follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for all updates on the podcast. Thank you guys again so much for listening, and stay safe.